Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> Your, your top line reaction to this this news. This is not the president acting to fire Robert Mueller now, in case people are tuning in and freaking out about that. These are reports that this happened last year, shortly after he was appointed. No one cares! We have now a constitutional crisis looming. You're an idiot and a scammer! These reports are absolutely stunning deeply frightening because they show again that the president will stop at nothing to protect himself from this obstruction of justice investigation. You are fake news. Very fake news. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show, terrific show, tremendous show, frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People sometimes do, often do, occasionally do, I'm told anyway. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. So, uh, all the news this week seemingly is uh, inside DC drama. Uh, I'm going to try to make our discussion of that as entertaining as possible. I hear there is a good paint-drying stream on a few channels over if you want to click over there. I'm not suggesting you do that. I'm going to try to make this entertaining, but this week, uh, it's to me, it's a lot of competing... I don't want to say conspiracies, because I don't know how these will develop, but stories that are highly speculative to me, and they're kind of inside DC baseball, and I find it to be very boring, personally. That makes so, one of us. <laughs> Well, you, you can convince me why the text messages are the hottest thing since sliced bread, apparently. <laughs> uh, and we'll, we'll talk about that. So, so not only that, the text message deal, the FBI text message deal, Trump allegedly wanted to fire Robert Mueller is the big story back in June. Uh, apparently this creates some type of Loctite obstruction of justice case uh, <laughs> if you talk to media personalities and or Democratic politicians like Richard Blumenthal that you heard in the intro there. Um, I disagree. I'm, not, I'm no lawyer, but I disagree. We'll, we'll take a look at the uh, take a look at what they're saying about uh, Mueller and the obstruction, the firing of Mueller. The, not even the firing, the thinking about firing Mueller obstruction of justice yeah. case. Actual thought crimes. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I guess it's a little more complicated than that because he, the allegation is he wanted to do it but was discouraged by another person. Oh, so he had a thought and then listened to his advisors? Yeah. I mean, uh, certainly I certainly there was no action taken. And uh, that contributes to part of the reason why it's boring. Uh, Hillary Clinton is back, though, in case uh, you know it's not boring enough. Hillary Clinton is back to save us from boredom. Mm. She returns to praise activist bitches. Uh, find out what that means. <laughs> 
I didn't know until this week that Joe Scarborough is a musician. This was previously unbeknownst to me. Is he? Did it really change anything for you? Do you, do you think he's a musician now that you've listened to it? Actually, I gotta say, I don't think the the quality of the music is awful. I think it's oh, worthy of like a- God, he just sucks. He sucks. He could play at your local bar. There's nothing wrong with that. He could play, maybe he could open for some small act at a small theater even. I don't think the music is that terrible, but certainly over a montage of women's march signs in homage to their cause is pretty cringe. Like Chelsea Manning political ad levels of cringe. Take a look at that. Uh, a lot of jokes this week uh, because CNN appears to praise. I mean, I don't know how to characterize this. C- CNN appears to endorse cuckoldry, but you mean straight up endorses cuckoldry. <laughs> but it's okay because it's scientific. It's a scientific study, uh, so it, it has to be true. A scientific study authored in part by Dan Savage, renowned scientist Dan Savage. An accused pedophile defends himself as trans age. And there's pressure on a teacher in California to resign after he goes on an anti-military rant in class. Should he stay or should he go? I think interesting disagreement uh, between (laughs) us. I'm actually excited to hash this. I don't think we disagree on the the, the guy's perspective being wrong. I think we disagree on what the appropriate role of discipline... What discipline should he get and who should decide the discipline? I think that's where we disagree. Oh, right. It's more nuanced than that, but but yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we'll we'll have that. I guess it'll be like as close to a debate as as you and I get toward the end. Um, So we'll do that last. Plus, of course, we will read uh, Super Chats in between topics. Five bucks and up on the Sunday show uh, because we are no good low-down money grabbers. We regret the policy, but we got to keep the Sunday show moving along. Oh, and I should say, too, uh, we had intended on having the Bears today. I had confirmation from Baring that he and Tits would show up, and then Baring does what Baring does, which is never reply to your Skype oh, no. again. But then he got back to me today, and he's like, oh, yeah, I could. I was like, oh, I couldn't really tape it today. Next week? So I said, we can postpone it next week, so cool. we'll try to have them next week. Uh, you know, if you want to send that Bear a hate message, I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> oh, no, we love the Bears. <laughs> Hey, they they redid their um their song too, the Catch the Wind song that we used oh, to really? close out the show. They remade it and kind of remastered it or kind of made it gave it a more studio sound. I don't know what they did, but it sounds good. So I prepped that. They have a new uh recording of that song, which is pretty cool. It will be all this and more on your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us afloat and help us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing it emailing us that is beauty and the beta at gmail.com remember there's more of the show on the audio platforms itunes google play anywhere you find your podcasts you can find us they're all linked in the description for you i have a few announcements and art pieces before we hop into all that boring inside dc stuff so uh i mentioned last last week we're doing the t-shirt giveaway because uh we want to get our new artwork out there so there is a google form in the video description here the podcast description and you can click that and type whether you'd like a show t-shirt or mug and fill out your information. I'm going to pick three lucky winners at the end of the month, so in a few days here. And then uh, we'll get those mailed out. So check that out if you want a new a t-shirt or mug and the new uh, artwork. <laughs> What's so funny? The chat already had it? Oh, I mean, everybody's freaking out about my bangs and your lack of hat. They don't like the Oh, change. yeah, it's, it's a fresh, like, fresh Go back to look. the way you guys were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, change, don't change anything ever. I know. Sorry, guys. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, sorry to disappoint, but um, who knows? It might be that kind of show. Find out next. 
so I have a few pieces of art. This uh, this last week, um, it was a bad week for me, I guess you could say, between football and um, certain social developments. Yeah, so he was this... a real bummer last week for those of you that didn't tune in. So, uh, yeah, not only on the show, but throughout the week. And, of course, <laughs> on the call-in show, if you caught the call-in yeah. show. So I got this sweet meme of uh, me last week after the, the football uh, loss by Cucked Canuck. And I, I liked this, but I thought it would sound even better. Have you ever heard this song, Help Me, by um, comedian Henry Phillips as his sad music alter ego, Jose Suicidio? Uh-uh. This is a great song. I love this song. This is Help Me by Jose Suicidio. Help me make it through the night Because I am tired it's my favorite verse right here. I'm just not interesting. I have no personality. I met a guy with cancer and he felt sorry for me. That, that was my last week. I met a guy with cancer and he felt sorry for me. Uh, I, and shout out to uh, my favorite um, sports show, The Power Trip. They are, they're always playing that song, too. But you wouldn't care about that because that's football and sports related. Anyway, that's how I know that song. Right. Uh, oh, and then the other, the other thing this week. Uh, let me find the artwork here. So on Wednesday, I was explaining to you. Let me pop this up. When we were doing the call-in show, someone mentioned the, the Soylent Grin uh, slash New Male Smile. I forgot to put it in the notes here, but maybe you've seen some of the memes. I, it, from Twitter, somebody screen capped it. Yeah. So it's like um, a giant picture of me up close with no makeup on. Yes. In fact, I'm going to put it on the screen right here. So awesome. on Wednesday, there's no video of this up anymore because we just put the audio of the call-in show on the podcast platforms. But, um, okay. but yeah, so this was me explaining to Blonde by uh, through visuals, the Soylent Grin. And I was thankful that hopefully nobody screen captured this, but of course somebody did. And of Damn course, it. it was memefied into a million things like our day off. I forgot to put these in the notes. Sorry about that. You can't see them. But okay. our day off, there were a couple Cuphead memes, which I haven't played Cuphead yet, but I'm, I'm what? sure. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's a video game. It's, you know, video games and sports. You can tune out for a little bit. There's a Cuphead meme, another Cuphead meme, and then a very, um, a very PC image of me eating a banana. There's Ooh. nothing... Nothing weird about that. <laughs> Nothing weird about that <laughs> at all. So thank you for the artwork, guys. Appreciate it. I, there were a whole bunch of people who contributed to this thread. I'll link the thread in the description if you want to see it. Uh, so too many to thank, but appreciate it. Or not, actually. They're, they're all terrible pictures of me. So maybe maybe fuck off all of you. I don't know. <laughs> this is why we don't post the Wednesday show. <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, yeah, reasons why, we, reasons why the call-in show is audio only. So you can't get compromising screen captures of us. Like when we showed our feet to people for Super Was that the call-in show? I don't remember. I'm sure it wasn't the show. <laughs> hmm. yeah. I mean, I'd, I'll put my feet up on the no. video show for money. I don't <laughs> care. Again. Okay, so of these DC controversies, <laughs> the, 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 this one, this, this Trump trying to fire Mueller story to me is, uh, the, I guess I shouldn't be amazed by the hysteria that, that well, follows. This is from... the one that I don't care about at all. D- just don't care about I mean, I just think this is such a nothing story. It's like he just thought about it and, and talked to his advisor. He's still had to do that. So this this is published on Thursday, I think. It's uh, so the New York Times originally breaks this report, and they say that Trump ordered Robert Mueller, who again is the special counsel overseeing the Russia investigation, 
the collusion investigation. Uh, Trump ordered him fired in June, but backed off uh, when White House counsel Dan McGahn uh, threatened to resign rather than carry out the directive. Uh, now, remember, this would have been right about a month after the firing of James Comey, a move for which Trump cited in part the, quote, phony Russia investigation with Lester Holt in that interview. I remember we covered that on the show, and he said a few questionable things. It was like, eh, just <laughs> shut up. Like, it's fine to fire Comey, but, you know. Yeah. Don't say all this extra stuff, Dad. It's not helpful. <laughs> shut up, Dad. <laughs> now, there were there were uh, apparently three pieces of in, uh, three reasons why uh, Trump allegedly wanted to fire Robert Mueller. It wasn't at least they had whether you think it's legitimate or whether you think it's cover. There were three articulated reasons, all amounting to conflict of interest. Uh, first being that Mueller resigned from his membership at the Trump National Golf Course over a dispute over fees. Hmm. Second, that Mueller had previously worked for the law firm that. Uh, that had previously represented Jared Kushner. And third, Mueller had been interviewed to return um, to the FBI as director the day before he was appointed special counsel in May. So Trump had some reasons why he would want to get rid of Mueller. And to be clear, obviously Trump did not fire Mueller, who is still in his position. Uh, obviously, there's no evidence to support that he was trying to end the investigation as the investigation carries on to today. He He never gave Mueller any type of uh, threat like clear me or be fired that right. sort of thing and he could fire Mueller it's not as though he can't do that yeah it's just if it were done for seemingly nefarious purposes there might be an obstruction of justice so, case potentially you know, apparently his advisors told him that this would warrant suspicion and that's why he shouldn't do it I, I don't know is that what the story says I, no I, I, I'm i just presumably that that's why for whatever reason this this McGann character said don't do that I'm out if you do so, yeah, I mean, to me, it sounds like a case of Trump maybe even being a little impulsive if you don't want to be charitable with him. I guess you could say, yeah, he had good reason to fire Mueller based on what he's saying. Or you could be critical and say, oh, he's being impulsive and want to get rid of this. Either way, he listened to his advisors. Uh, a yeah, lawyer. I don't think that yeah. we could accuse him of being impulsive. We, we Why? just because don't know. Has, we don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, we just don't. And this is so long ago, too. This is nine months ago. So, <laughs> uh there's no there's no direct evidence of trying to obstruct anything here necessarily, but still Democrats and media personalities are running on this story as though it constitutes obstruction of justice. Uh, it clearly does not, according to statute. So according to statute, there are three there are three relevant federal statutes on this. I'm not going to go into a bunch of detail. Ben Shapiro has a good breakdown of it, but to to actually violate statute on this issue, there would have to be conduct materially impeding an investigation. That hasn't happened here. The, the investigation's ongoing. Comey himself said Trump never attempted to impede on this. Um, there would have to be... Um, uh, it, the FBI investigation would have to be a an official proceeding as far as the law is concerned, and that's not even clear what official proceeding means in terms of the law. Um, and then it's... Um, uh, or, or Trump would have had to destroy evidence. And there's no evidence that Trump destroyed evidence, if that makes right, sense. Right. We don't. So no even firing to... Mueller would not have resulted in an obstruction of justice. Even the not, action, the actual action of doing that. Not necessarily in terms of how the statutes are written, as I understand God, it. But it's the, such but, a nothing story. God. But then you got to remember, too, that impeachment is not necessary. He doesn't necessarily have to violate the law to be impeached. That's a political proceeding. So if there's enough here, maybe there could be an impeachment over a quote unquote political obstruction of justice. But that's not going to happen with a Republican Congress. Maybe they're posturing for a 
for a bet that they think they're going to take control of Congress after 2018. Mm -hmm. Maybe something like that, and they could impeach him on these grounds. I don't know. But uh, my favorite political character to get on the air and talk about how big of a deal this was this week is Richard Blumenthal, senator from Connecticut. He goes on Maddow, and he's... He's so far into this thing, claiming it's such a big deal. And I appreciate Rachel, Rachel Maddow in this interview, even pushing back on him and saying like, whoa, whoa, okay, hold on. Like, please explain. This is, this kind of sounds a little over the top to me. And he just wow. keeps doubling down. That's sensible I mean, Rachel Maddow. <laughs> she's either trying to be a good um, adversarial journalist. I, maybe adversarial is the wrong word, but just push back on him a little bit. Or she actually thinks that he's genuinely going too far. I'll let you decide. But this is R Richard Blumenthal with Rachel Maddow this week. Covering the breaking news tonight, first broken by the New York Times last hour, the president ordered Robert Mueller fired last year in June, uh, but backed off when White House counsel Don McGahn threatened to quit rather than carry out the president's order. Joining us now live in the studio, Senator Richard Blumenthal, Democratic member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, who has been aggressive on this story, uh, particularly on the issue of obstruction of justice. Reaction to this, this news, this is not the president acting to fire Robert Mueller now in case people are tuning in and freaking out about that. These are reports that this happened last year, shortly after he was appointed. These reports are absolutely stunning, deeply frightening, because they show, again, that the Terrifying. president will stop at nothing to protect oh, himself from this obstruction yeah. of justice. Well, this not, is not the mainstream media and the FBI and the DOJ to cover their tracks. This is all deflection from the FISA memo. What a bunch of bullshit. I want to save um, my responses to some of his claims here, but I, I love that quote. This is this just shows the president will stop at nothing to obstruct. Okay, well, I'll, I'll save my commentary till we're after till we're finished with the clip here. This investigation and they are evidence. Those conversations with McGahn are further evidence of obstruction of justice. There is a credible case of obstruction of justice against the president of the United States. Now, is it? Do you? You're saying that mindful of the fact that this order that the president reportedly made was not carried out so he didn't he tried to fire robert Mueller. he obviously didn't fire robert Mueller. does that make a difference to you in terms of whether or not this is an this is an and, and i don't even like that phrasing necessarily he tried to do it because if he was if he wanted to do it he would he have said have. he would have said mcgann you're gone yeah also Mueller, you're gone i mean he yeah. could do both of those things he wanted to listen to advice not to i mean that that seems yeah. pretty to say that he tried implies that he encountered some sort of obstacle that prevented him what he encountered, to your point, was advice that advised against it, not not an obstacle that blocked him from doing it, per se. It's a small point, but I think it's worth mentioning. Actionable obstruction case. If that were the only fact, the only piece in the mosaic of the proof, it might have less weight. But remember, he fired Jim Comey just one Irrelevant. month before. We Comey was a snake. Also... There's nobody claiming that that is relevant. Well, I don't know. Maybe they're building an obstruction case now, but at the time, that was not that was not some. N nobody tried to make a serious obstruction case at the time, at least that I recall. No, and in light of what we know about Comey now, it's it's really validated that decision. What are you talking about? His tweets are fire. Have, oh. Haven't you seen him? Yes, I've seen them. <laughs> God, they're terrible. Comey's they're tweet terrible. game. Yeah, I saw him tweet like diversity is our greatest strength after an MLK <laughs> quote. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I, I actually put this on Gab, but it's like he's being marched to the stake on which he's going to be burned and he's just repeating mantras over and over. <laughs> it's, it's Twitter. Everybody check it out. It's infuriating.
Well, that is um, the greatest strength of the FBI, I assume. That's what fuels their investigative power. What, diversity? Uh, yeah. Yeah, all those women in there. Thanks, Lisa Page. All right. Have we'll get to now that. a constitutional crisis looming. Now, you describe that as a constitutional crisis. Yeah, to be clear, he just, that's my favorite bite, too. We have a constitutional crisis looming, and this is where Maddow pushes back a little bit. Clearly, that would be a, a conflict with the president exerting his ability to change the, direct his deputy attorney general or his attorney general to change the rules of the Justice Department to abolish the concept of a special counsel. I mean, there's ways that a president legally could what? shut that down, could shut down the special counsel's investigation. Why would that be a constitutional crisis and not just a fight? It would be a constitutional crisis because it would involve the president exceeding his authority under the Constitution violating statutes and potentially confronting Congress, which would hold him accountable to obey the law. And also, as we know from U.S. versus Nixon, the tapes case where the president's evidence was subpoenaed by the special counsel and he refused to provide it until ordered by the Supreme Court, that kind of confrontation may be in our future as well. Also, unicorns may be in our future. Potentially, you never know. Science might discover them. They're just talking at length about the outcomes of a hypothetical situation as though that's exactly what happened. And then the American people are like, holy shit, whoever still watches MSNBC. Right. Hey, remember when Nixon refused to turn over evidence? Well, Trump might also refuse to turn over evidence. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> hey, remember when that serial killer killed all those people? Trump might do that too. Okay, so... My favorite, I don't know, I have several favorite quotes in there, but when he says, look, this just proves the president will stop at nothing. No, he quite literally stopped at something. Yeah. That's at being told, you probably shouldn't do that. He was like, all right, I stop. Yeah, he will, he will stop at reason. He yeah. will stop at advice, not stop at nothing. What? Okay, so rather than, in addition to just completely mischaracterizing the fact pattern as we understand it, a constitutional crisis looming. We don't even have a statutory crisis looming. It's not even clear that he broke the law, let alone created some um, situation in which what the Constitution prescribes is unclear. He, he never articulated a constitutional problem to my satisfaction in this entire segment. Let me ask you this. Do you think that they are legitimately concerned about this or that this is a diversion tactic from the FISA memo? Do you agree with my my assertion there. <laughs> well, I don't know that I get as conspiratorial to think that these things are like quite that calculated as in direct responses to imminently recent. Well, they got to fill their like shit that. with something. I mean, do I believe that this is part of a political witch hunt? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, remember what how they started. This was all about Russian collusion. And now we're a year and change into this. And there's as far as the public knows, no credible evidence of collusion. And now it's morphing into all these people lying to the FBI, obstruction of justice, not participating in the investigation um, correctly or legally. It's no longer about what it was, what it, the, the original purpose, and it's more about people's conduct in relationship to the investigation, which, uh, I mean, that, that to me reeks of political witch hunting, to be honest. Okay. Close enough? Yeah. Uh, and I already, I already hit on this, but yeah, under Nixon, the president refused to provide evidence until he, until he was ordered to by the court. That kind of confrontation may be in our future. Hmm. Based on what? And, and it, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Unless you can tell me how President Trump did something Nixonian in the past that you can demonstrate, right. then I don't care. I'm with you, yeah. They're going to be talking about this 
for the next week. I mean, I, I assume the FISA memo is going to be released next week. That's what everybody's saying. But I don't think that they're going to be able to carry this story over. They're going to have to cover it. Uh, well, I don't know. That's that's almost 20 minutes spent on something I don't care about at all. <laughs> but we covered it. Uh, so we'll do the, the FBI text next. So we take a break first. Uh, yeah. And then we do have Sticks Hexenhammer in our chat. Oh, what's up, Sticks? And another Thanks YouTuber for... that I'm not super familiar with, uh, Mundane Mad, is also in here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know um, the name for sure. Okay, JB Dude 9061 set up my fire stick so I can watch Beauty and the Beta on the big screen. By the way, have you guys Ooh. heard of the channel 1791 or 1791L? Is that what this is? Yeah, I have. Uh, but I don't know a lot about that person. Uh, I actually don't know either, but I'm subscribed to them. I probably should watch them more. Um, <laughs> thank you, JB Dude. We appreciate it. Dildo Swaggins <laughs> every time. <laughs> No, no, thanks. Uh, Slosher, I used to watch Bill Maher and John Oliver on Sunday nights before the left went insane. Now Beauty and the Beta is my must-watch Sunday show. Love you guys. We love you too, Slosher. Thank you so much for that. I um, had to quit Bill Maher, and I never got into John Oliver. Yeah, I actually saw him, uh, his stand-up in college once. John, John Oliver? Oliver? Yeah. That's where I was politically. When Did I was you enjoy it? Night. I remember just knee slapping and i thought he was just the funniest See, i've always i've always hated him stylistically his style has always bothered it's really me. meek Ugh. it's uh, yeah it's something i can't explain it it's his, it's a style thing in addition to substance but after the election i think he's gone extra crazy yeah um Redica said fuck where did lesbian miley come from what lesbian lesbian are you who which is one of us is about... lesbian miley one of us is lesbian or is he miley. talking about rachel maddow oh or, oh maybe or is miley cyrus being a lesbian i don't know i don't I thought know. didn't miley cyrus get it cleaned up and now she's back to being like a pretty girl again yeah i mean i think you talked about that in a video a while back i did yeah she got engaged yeah. to a super hot guy and then she's like i'm feminine again <laughs> yeah cool good for her uh dakota stanton said can't watch tonight but have a good show thank you very much well thanks jonathan jones hey guys please accept these meager shekels as this sneaky degenerate needs to fund my own channel we need more voices of reason like you too thank you so well, much thanks. Um, ryan polito for field marshal blonde and catapulter matt we've gotten some good catapult or i actually saw a, <laughs> i think it was a ben garrison um cartoon i might might not be him another political cartoonist with he did with a like cat a, like a, a catapult, catapult cartoon i put it on gab i can't remember who, Although, what artist it was but i don't know that i'd be a good catapulter i think my my sense of humanity would might intervene when it comes time to pull that lever and yeah that's why i have to be at the helm right uh, from, from a distance i think i can make some decisions but i don't think i can actually <laughs> you know i, I, don't I think could I do that actually... all day long i, I mean it depends who it depends who but uh, Travis Valley, my mom asked how old I was when I first had sex. I told her 13. She said 13 is way too young. I said, I agree, mom, but you wanted me to be an altar boy. <laughs> <laughs> I got a new sounder, not just the rim shot. Now I'm giving out sad trombones too. <laughs> Ooh, man. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Lopez says destiny is a tiny little faggot. Look at that. We're getting some new people for him to call a faggot. <laughs> I don't know much about destiny. The YouTuber. I know a lot of people are always annoyed with him, but I've not really watched much of his stuff. I've seen him be insufferable on a few streams. He's like a, a really frustrating debater to watch because it's just ad hominems and semantics. It's just, ugh, it's exhausting. Um, he's kind of a troll. Alter says, Alter says, hey guys, Matt, your intros are always a highlight. Blonde looking lovely as always. Thank you. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, bright day. Cuckoldry should be made illegal. No doubt is already under blonde's imaginary ironing, iron rolling fist. Love you both though. In my mind. Yeah. Whenever Skag asked me, well, what would you do? I'm like in the hypothetical situation where I am blonde fear. Is that, 
Is that it? Right. We have to clarify the legal context. Yeah. 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 Uh, Alex Martin, glad to see Matt happier than Wednesday. Love the show, guys. Now I'm off to screw some CNN employee's wife. <laughs> oh, boy. I'll just do two more right Good now. One. Uh, Philbert 53 Rogers. Thanks for the white pill. Glad to see the millennial generation is not completely lost. It's just us two and sticks, hacks and hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. No, there, there are a lot, there are lots of good millennials. Um, Meeks, and this is the last one for right now. I'll circle back if I missed you. Meeks, wait, you guys don't support cuckolding. That's the final straw. Me and my wife's son will no longer be watching this show. Oh (laughs) no. No, I said, I said that I'm open to the science and the science says, um, yes, cuck. We'll get to the science as CNN presents it uh, later. So, okay, the same way you feel about the Mueller non-story, I pretty much feel about the FBI text story. So do you want to, we should probably do a little bit of background on this just to refresh people's memory or people who aren't familiar with it. Do you want to do that? Should I do that? You go nuts. Okay, so... Uh, for people who aren't familiar, how do you pronounce his last name? I've heard Strzok, Strzok, Strzok. Okay. So there's this FBI agent. His name is Peter Strzok. And he uh, exchanged texts with FBI lawyer, Lisa Page, over a period of about two years. They're both married and banging each other, by the way. Reportedly. Oh, come on. That's that's one of the reasons he got got, uh, laid off the investigation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does it, is it really that relevant to the scene? Yes. why? Two FBI agents that are in Clinton's camp, uh, they're banging each other. I think that's relevant. Yes. Well, what if they were just friends, though? Are, are they having intimate communications constantly where they tell each other everything <laughs> if they're actually friends? So, they're just friends? Well, in any case, these two have a... a sp- they're, a, they're following CNN's instructions. How about that? And they're helping each other out that way. And so, uh, so, so they both briefly worked on the Mueller investigation, the Russia collusion investigation. Um, it was very brief for Paige. Strzok also worked on Hillary's email server investigation. Um, and in these texts that they exchanged, Strzok called... The, the, the general theme here is anti-Trump sentiment, pro-Hillary sentiment, I think is fair to say. Um, he called the president an idiot. The two speculated... The big story this week, too, is the, the two speculated that Hillary might become president, so perhaps they should go light on her. Um there, I have a clip of Trey Gowdy here uh, to play as well. They, after the election, they referenced the secret society. It's time to start. Yeah, I didn't like that the right was latching onto that because within the context, I was like, they clearly were just speaking in jest about this. Okay, okay. So yeah. at least we can agree on that particular spot because yeah. I, I thought, let's let's play, let's play the clip of Trey Gowdy first, and then to me, like that's that's the of all the of all the damning exchanges to me, that's probably the silliest one that there's an actual secret society that they're talking about. So this is Trey Gowdy on CNN talking about the secret society in the FBI. One that was sent the day after the election, uh, which you're referring to impeachment, but one of the ones you've talked about, you quoted it as saying, quote, perhaps this is the first meeting of the secret society. You didn't give any context, okay? What, what was the context? Did they, did they elaborate? What, what are we talking about, secret society? It's right after they're lamenting the fact that Trump, Trump won North Carolina and that he won uh, Florida, <laughs> and uh, they're really disappointed in the way the election turned out. And then about an inch down from that is a conversation about perhaps this is, should be the first meeting of the secret society. And then about two texts down, they say, let's talk about it with Andy. I don't know if that's Andy McCabe, and I'm not going to allege that it is. I forget. Andy McCabe is their 
what's in is that their supervisor or something their boss of stores let me look okay sure here here are two bureau agents talking about a secret society i don't have any i don't have a clue what they're talking about i don't know whether one existed but you know what aaron it's not my responsibility to prove that they're the ones who use the phrase they're the ones that should explain it i can't tell you what they meant i can just tell you what they said and they talking about a secret society right after they were talking about how depressed they were that Donald Trump won. Okay, so that's the secret society bit. Uh, yeah, but they also talked about an insurance policy. Like the, the whole point of this, the point I think that you're missing is that they knew that Hillary was going to be exonerated. Everybody knew. Like this is all, oh, all sure. everything was a sure. farce. I mean, that, and that is it's basically outlined in the text. So that doesn't bother you at all? Well, perhaps we had a misunderstanding about the implications. So to me, based on what we already knew from Comey, the Hillary investigation and clearing was bothersome enough. I guess the reason I don't care about that now is because that's so far in the past. She never won. Like, do I want her to go to jail? Eh, I just don't really care. We'll see what she's been reduced to in a little bit. I do. Now. If you committed those crimes, you'd spend the rest of your life in jail. Are we going to treat people the same under the law or are elites going to operate under a different rule of law than us? I can, see your, I can see your case. What I care less about is the what the reason that this is blowing up mostly is this case for this mass anti-Trump bias within the FBI. And to me, that case is a little bit tougher to make for several reasons. Can I outline why I don't necessarily care and you can counter if if you think I'm off? Uh, yeah, things? but I will say that the bias is a huge deal. Like you can't even be a juror if you exhibit bias. It infiltrates your entire perception of a situation and guides all of your decisions. So to admit that there's manifest bias within these organizations is a, a it's a startling and huge well, and important but, admission. But I, I don't see widespread. I see bias with Page and Strzok. And I see Strzok being let go from the Mueller investigation last summer for that very reason. Yes, but it was after um, he had changed the language. Let me see. What did he change it to? From grossly negligent to extremely careless. It's not like he was some benign part of the FBI that was doing nothing. He was actively coordinating with other FBI officials to exonerate Hillary Clinton. I mean, and it was generally understood. I would say that that does exhibit manifest bias in all important parts of the FBI. I'm not talking about well, like- wait, how, do, how do we know? How do we know? It's just, it's just I mean, if we're just talking it's about- It's the most struck. important people though. Well, it's Strzok and Page and who and who else? I mean, Comey. Yeah, but I mean, Comey's. We already knew Comey after the way that he handled the the Hillary investigation. So basically, anyway. you're just saying that you're not startled by this because it's not really a lot of new information to you. Well, there's that, but uh, but again, like the Hillary. Yeah, I mean, the Hillary stuff is is over, and I was already largely persuaded on that. The anti-Trump, like this mass scale anti-Trump bias stuff, the secret society to me strikes me as an obvious joke, which seems like you're you're on board with that. So you don't um, think that being pro-Hillary and being anti-Trump are synonymous within this discussion? I just don't see evidence that, th that that's widespread within the FBI. And if it was, I don't see why Strzok would be let go of that particular investigation. Because, and, 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 because they, Mueller found out that there was text evidence and he was going to get caught because they clearly weren't covering their tracks at all. To act like nobody so, knew that Strzok had an anti-Trump anti bias is... is intellectually designed. But it's just as plausible to say that, that Mueller uncovered that and said, wow, this guy is way too biased to be on the investigation. I care about the integrity of the investigation. I'm probably going to get rid of him. And to, the, to that theory, he did this way before there was any kind of media blow up on it, way before anybody even knew about it. He didn't try to hide it. He didn't try to cover it up. He didn't try to keep struck in place. He said, eh, probably not good for an investigation of integrity. Of integrity. Showed him the door.
Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll grant you that, but you're just willing to, to give them more leniency as far as their intentions are concerned. I'm just, I just don't, I think that they had nefarious intentions here. I really do. Um, so I'm just not willing to, to give them that. I'm not willing to be the, like, okay, well maybe. The other thing people are latching on to is that a, a whole bunch of these text messages went missing, uh, up to, f okay. So I forgot to cover this. The reason these texts came to be like came to be public knowledge is because, um, the justice justice department reviewed the Clinton email investigation. The DOJ, uh, handed over almost 400 of these messages to Congress in December Another batch of texts between December 2016 and May 2017 had been lost due to a technical glitch. And this invited all kinds of conspiracy thinking. And Trump yeah, himself was tweeting about this. Super conspiratorial. Do you seriously think that they accidentally lost this that, that just because they said it affected 10% of the FBI's Fox phone? News? Fox News themselves is reporting that. I mean, it's not just Page and Strzok. I just, I don't know. That's just, I have to suspend my disbelief too much to think that, that this was some sort of accident. Or I'm a conspiracy theorist. I still, after all this, have to trust that the FBI has the best of intentions. I just, I don't see, I don't see that as evidence. I don't see that piece as evidence of anti-Trump intent. Is it um, potentially strange? I think that Maybe? they're trying to cover their tracks. I think that it was an important five months of, of text communication and they're clearly like, shit, what are we going to do? We've seen stuff like so, this from the FBI so, before. So then they deleted a whole bunch of others just to make it look like an accident? I mean, is that... Yeah, I'm, I, I definitely do not think that, that this actually happened. I'm, I'm not willing to grant them that. But, you know, I, I can't prove this, obviously. Right. <laughs> that's, that's kind of why I have some trouble with it, I guess. Um... What else? What else was in here? No, I think that covered basically all my points. I just, here's, here's, okay. So in addition to the Hillary stuff being in the past, to me, this looks like, even if I grant a lot of these things uh, as true, let's say that I grant that there's major anti-Trump bias within the FBI, that this is all part of some big witch hunt. To me, it matters less if it's discrediting an already kind of discredited investigation. Like if, if but the, it's not discredited. The left is going crazy about this still. They're still they, trying they to prove Russian collusion at this point. Right, they're still trying, but they haven't produced anything as of yet. So it's like- But, we, but they're going to keep spinning their wheels and this gives them like a little bit of fodder. Wait, how does this give them fodder? No, 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 maybe not. This would discredit them. So what do you have to say about- Strzok's admission that there was nothing to the Russia investigation. Well, yeah. So to me, and I heard Trey Gowdy talking about this too. That was the other piece. You're right. To me, if Strzok is, is so fiercely anti-Trump and Mueller says, hey, you want to come participate on this, this investigation into Trump-Russia collusion, he'd be like, yes, absolutely. I want to do that. Instead, he said, eh, I'm not really enthused about that. I don't really see a there there. Um, yeah, but then they continued to push this Russia narrative, even though somebody that was high ranking at the FBI and knew the case in and out was like, there's nothing here. I thought that that was absolutely. Wait, was bombshell. that before? Did he say that before or after he participated in the campaign or in the in the investigation? Um, I don't I'm know. I'm actually the not sure. I think we put it in the notes, though. Let me check it out. I mean, to me, an anti-Trump, an anti-Trump person with an anti-Trump agenda says, yes, we're going to get him on this. This is going to be the one not like eh, it's not really a big deal. Yeah, but it was an admission that this whole thing is bullshit. And everybody's like, this is just an example of how they, they didn't really have any bias. It's like, no, but they still tried to push this Russia thing. They, they're still doing it. Well, well, I guess I would push back on that and say, is that really Mueller or is that media frenzy? Like, is Mueller really out there selling people or is it just media frenzy pushing this? I mean, I think the existence of the investigation in and of itself is an endorsement of a collusion theory that is baseless, just baseless. 
We'll, well see with the FISA memo. I, I mean, just investigating is a presumption that it happened. I don't know that that's true. I think that in this political climate, I would I would definitely say, and they're saying that there was nothing there. Like, what is the reason that they need to have an investigation at all? Why? Why is it because of the Pisgate dossier that was bought and paid for by by the Clinton administration? Is that why? Because they're gonna get it's gonna be blown out this week that they did not have a reason to do this. I mean, that's what we're gonna find out. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, here here's the thing, and another reason I don't care that much about this story. I just don't, I don't see anything of consequence coming out of it. All I see is a potentially, is a potential congressional investigation that doesn't do anything. I mean, we'll see. I guess we have to wait until the end of the week to see what happens. Hmm. If anything, God help me. if We don't have any kind of resolution to this. Well, um, since that's all I have to say about this, and we're now 40 minutes deep into things I don't really care about. <laughs> we have another few stories can, that we don't care can, about. That we're um, and since we're talking about Hillary, can we just bounce into Hillary really, really quick? Because yeah. I don't think there's much, there's nothing to this story really. It's just the clip everyone's talking about. Am I but I don't think there's on the left side of my face, Alice uh, in the super chat. Jeez. Don't believe I got, me. I got to stop reading these. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hillary Clinton is confirmed to be alive, or at least the, the cyborg representation of the former corpse of Hillary Clinton yeah, is still yeah. around. And um, this was, this was well, before I switch over. So Alex, this guy's name is Alex Mohajer. I don't know how to say his name. Mohajer, M-O-H-A-J-E-R. He's a political writer, commentator at HuffPost. And he posted a video on Twitter of Hillary giving a shout out to activists, uh, this happened, when did this happen? End of the week, this weekend, really recently. Mm-hmm. And specifically, quote, activist bitches supporting bitches, which- um, Oof, I mean, it was cringe, was, but I will say that when I read the article about it, I, I thought it was gonna be way worse than it, than it actually was. Yeah, let's just play the clips. It's, it's so short and then we can talk about it, but I don't think there's much to talk about. Hey everyone, I just wanted to say thanks. Thanks for your feminism, for your activism, and all I can hope is you keep up the really important good work. Can you say the name of the activist bitches supporting bitches? And let me just say, this is directed to the activist bitches supporting bitches. (laughs) So let's go. Now you can hear whoever that activist prompting her is saying, can you say the name of the? So according to this Alex Mohajer guy, it appears, um, so basically it appears that she's giving a shout out to an activist group that is actually named activist bitches supporting bitches <laughs> oh man <laughs> I, I, catch him at the women's march i guess i, I guess I her descent into madness is complete i mean she looks like hell yeah I don't know. again i feel like she's the world has punished her enough at this point maybe i'm no. being too big-hearted no this is a but, lifetime of corruption i want to see her die in jail we we as americans it'll be cathartic if hillary clinton dies in jail we need it i'm content with Cringy shout out. It's not enough that she spent her lifetime embroiled in corruption and didn't get what she wanted. I need more. I need punishment. Well, I don't know. I mean, let's say two years ago now, a year and a half ago, if you would have, if, if, if we would have said, this is what Hillary Clinton will be reduced to. I would have said, I believe it. And I was predicting it a year ago, <laughs> two years ago. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people are talking about it. I, it seems like there is a context for what they're, doing i don't know that it so in that I, when i first saw it i thought hillary was was saying like i support activist bitches but it's it's just her being put up to say the name of a cringy group so it's really not that big of a deal oh man what is 
uh, what is a big deal? And I'm kind of bummed that you saw this because I thought it'd be a good nomination for surprise cringe. But... I did. I saw it on uh, The Five. They were just ripping him. Just yeah. Should we take a break before we hop into Scarborough or? Uh, we got a million super chats. Okay. Uh, we did the white pill one, cuckolding. Nunya stocks and stop not reading my offensive chats. I can't be disavowed if you don't read it. I actually don't <laughs> think I skipped anything of yours, Nunya. But I disavow. I don't know what she said, but I definitely disavow. <laughs> Sean Cousins, uh, no, no. Thank you so much. Brian Polito, Matt, I retire next year and move to Thailand. You can work online from there. The money goes a long way. And an unlimited basket of poon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I like living gross. here. I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna move. Yeah. And then But good luck. Know, that sounds sweet. You might get into that that lady boy situation. You never know. Thailand. Yeah, I saw I saw that in the hangover too. I saw what happens there. What? I, I didn't see that for obvious oh, it was like reasons. A weird, there's like a weird tranny in, in The Hangover 2. I'm That's one of the five sequels. movies I've ever seen in my life. Hangover 2 is one of the five. You heard it here, folks. Cinephile. And so Hangover 1 is also one of the five. Oh, That's 40% of the movies I've ever seen. You, you suck so much. Um, yeah. Redica says, if they impeach Trump, they can't get the 60 senator votes to remove him. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see impeachment. It's, I, don't, I don't really see this as a feasible solution. I, like, What's their plan here? What are they going to do with Pence? Well, it would be President Pence. Yeah, but what are they going to do with him after? Like, oh yeah, I mean, they I don't can't know, be investigate happy with that. It's not Russian like collusion. to the left. Yeah, that they're going to be like, oh, Pence isn't a you know a solution to Trump. They're just gonna, it's just an extension of him. It's not going to solve anything. There's there's actually a lot of conservatives who would probably prefer that. Who would prefer President Pence to President Trump? He doesn't talk very much, which is nice. <laughs> nice break from Trump. Um, Paul Openshaw, would you agree? Three fundamental things need to happen to save the West. Free speech remains free. Politics removed from academia and removing Islam. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Wait, wait repeat it one more time. Um, the three fundamental things that need to happen to save the West. Free speech remains free. Politics sure. removed from academia and removing Islam. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh God, although we, we spoke on Wednesday. Was it Wednesday or was it last Sunday? I Again, the libertarian's dilemma on ideologies like Islam. It's such a bummer to me to say, no, we have to have certain ideological litmus tests. Um, yep. but do I believe that, that Islam as it exists globally is a threat to freedom and secular democracy? Absolutely. Uh, politics out of academia. Uh, well, back in my day, politics and academia was studying political behavior. It was, it was the study of behavior. It was not political indoctrination. I suspect back that's what in he means. 2010 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's what he means is, is political indoctrination about here are the good and the right ideas politically. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not in favor of that. That's a pretty good list. Even, it's a good start. That's not academic either, you know? Um, we will be talking about objectivity in, uh, academic environments at the end of the show. Um, Chicago conservative, but guess on how long until the mainstream media outlets fail. I mean, honestly, I thought it would happen by now, but here we are. Here we are. You know, who's actually, I, I, I have to look at the data again, but I was surprised to see, I think MSNBC is crushing again. That's so, what so, mundane Matt said in here. Yeah. Um, which I guess makes sense. Like they have Matto. I know CNN's doing badly. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is like people like adversarial media to the, to the party in power, generally speaking. But CNN just sucks. Like yeah. MSNBC at least has the personalities. I mean, I'm not I'm not a huge Maddow guy, obviously. Who else but is I, on I, MSNBC? I don't even know. Stop the hammering, Lawrence O'Donnell. <laughs> he's um, so super. Is he likeable. still on there? I don't know. I don't know. Um, who else? Uh, and they have Chris Matthews, of course. But I think their personalities are certainly a step above CNN. I mean, Don Lemon and what's her face, Aaron Burnett, and and the rest of them. Um, a boobs Baldwin, as Clay Travis would say. 
They're only good on New Year's. That's it. Uh, Matt McFadder said, Matt and Blonde, sorry for missing the Wednesday show, but was working from 5 a.m. the day before till 3 a.m. on Thursday. How dare you? Oh, if How I get a dare chance, you miss our show? Next Wednesday. And let me say it's gruesome and juicy. I do oh, love cool. a good medical story. For all yeah, it's going to be a contest between him and Steph for who has the grossest medical professional story. Uh, yeah, I mean, one of them is going to be all cadavers, though, and the other one is going to be things that happen to people that are alive. So yeah. I'm going to have to lean towards Matt McFadder on these. Let's just do two more for right now. Cody Barrett, this Mueller or this Mueller. Wow. It's spelled like Mueller. Mueller and the Mooslings. <laughs> this Mueller story comes across as a distraction and makes me wonder what else is happening elsewhere that the news media doesn't want us to focus on the Paiso memo. Also, y'all look good this evening. Change is good. Thank you. Oh, well, thanks. That's very, that's a pleasant surprise. Let's just do one more. Uh, Rogue like Savage. Please anybody. Thought I would take a break from homework to pay my dues. I'll check you out when you upload later. I love your faces, you dirty cucks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a compliment now, a scientifically yeah. supported compliment. It is, it is. We're good. Okay. I, 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 earlier this week, I wanted to do a video on Women's March stuff because it was back last weekend. And I thought, ah, you know, it's been it's been a good little while since I've, you know, had some fun making fun of some feminists. And I spent like an hour sitting at my computer thinking, all right, there's probably some good ones Googling around trying to find some funny feminists at the Women's March. But it was all so tired. It was all the same garbage. Oh, you're in a giant vagina costume. Yeah. And everybody's dancing around like an idiot. And they're talking about stuff they don't really. It seemed like this time, especially, women did not know what they wanted. Yeah. Like, what, like what are you doing here, bitches? And that's what was oh. frustrating is like, okay, they're, they're not silly enough for me to make fun of their silliness what are they actually talking about maybe there's something to talk about substantively but no it's the wage gap and it's women in stem it's all these tired talking points it's like didn't we do, I can't do a video on this yeah this isn't new so i was really frustrated i just had to move on to something else this all i'm just setting the context for joe scarborough who apparently had the opposite reaction to the to the women's march of oh the power the 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 his appreciation for the women's march how beautiful this was how empowering it was how this is inspirational this, the least aroused i've ever been in my life <laughs> yeah you got um i was gonna make a gross joke but it was a little too gross <laughs> so i just I, I held my tongue there we go <laughs> yeah i've made too many of those lately too many gross jokes what on yeah. our show yeah Okay. I just, I just I went a little over the top. Like when I joked about sticks and um and uh, Jared Holt debating. Good. I'm glad you don't remember it. It was a little over the top. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm not easily okay. offended. Good. Uh, let's just hop into it. I'll just quit stalling and hop into it. This is MSNBC Monday. Oh God. <laughs> I haven't played the clip yet, but look at this unfortunate frame of Hillary that it's just stuck on. Ooh. Just look at that face and tell me she hasn't been reduced to enough. She's not punished enough for your She's liking. She's not punished enough for my liking. She looks like Emperor Palpatine. Anyway, uh, so Monday morning, Joe Scarborough uh, uh, on his show, Mika goes to break and they're like, oh, we're going to show some scenes from the Women's March over Joe's song called Stand. Oh, God. Apparently, I believe, written specifically for the women's march is my understanding not just a song he made that might apply but written specifically for so this is his song and i had to kind of chop it up because joe is very hawkish about his copyright 
So I had to get by Joe's copyright. I wrote this claim. and it took me two years. Yeah. So sorry, Joe, we're going to play it anyway. And you're not going to get a copyright <laughs> claim. Come at me, bro. This is Joe Scarborough stand in the Women's March. Go to break with some of the powerful images from over the weekend as millions of Americans gathered in cities and streets across the nation for the 2018 Women's March. Once in your life. Oh my God. It's not that bad. You may get the chance to stand against a column of tanks. What this uh, president is doing is just so wrong. Holding up your hand. We all in this movement together. You may get the chance to say. We're not stopping. What? <laughs> Was that a woman? I think so. That changed the outcome of a day. We cannot have somebody like this in the White House. And how the world turns violently. We're battered by oh, it hurts. This is terrible. Imagine him in a pussy hat. <laughs> singing with passion. Not only. right here we have this president celebrating his one year anniversary let's give him an f for his performance oh no not that imagine if nancy pelosi gives him an f he'll be done oh, no. it's over not but that but he We're... stops at nothing he, he won't stop <laughs> it's almost done just a little the world has never seen I want to assure the American people we'll be back right back at this tomorrow. Okay, now I saved this frame here too because, as I said, I didn't know Scarborough made music, but apparently anti-Trump derangement is his genre because he released uh, a, a, some kind of is it a full album or an EP or something? He released a very Trump Christmas before Christmas where and it had cover art of Trump as the Grinch, huh. and. The reason I share this frame is because, as I said, I uploaded this earlier so I could play it on the show, and I got a copyright claim. Look at the claimant. Claimed on behalf of Low Energy Pundit Records. (laughs) That's the name of Joe Scarborough's record label is Low Energy Pundit Records. It is. It is, but... It is. I mean, he's so... Imagine... Again, I don't think he's actually a terrible musician. I think he has reasonable talent. But imagine having some artistic talent and just devoting all of it to your hatred of Trump. Just hatred of Trump. Everything I do with my guitar and my voice is going to be hatred of Trump. I'm going to write songs about him. I'm going to call my record label Low Energy Pundit Records. Yeah, it's Trump derangement syndrome. It it feels good for these people to do this. They think that they're being virtuous by (sighs) investing their time and their energy into into stopping trump i mean they think they're on a mission i don't know i I try to think of like people that i genuinely hate and people that i i don't know like it seems like you hate hillary clinton i guess i really do could you devote all of this show to just hating hillary all the time i mean if i thought the end game was that she was going to end up in prison and die there then yeah i mean and and they really think that they're going to get him impeached they really do whereas you don't think like you don't think you can make a show that's going to make hillary 
die right right so i just don't invest that much most hate much hatred in her right yeah it's it's so weird it's It's like i get it you don't like trump i understand you have your reasons i'm sure but why why put so much energy into just that Uh, yeah maybe it's because they don't have much else going for them he's got a cable show that's reasonably successful yeah and how much of that right now is based on hating trump i guess i mean i presume he's selling records too maybe i'm the one who's doing it wrong he's definitely not selling records I mean, I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it until today. So, or until, yeah, I guess I looked at it today for the first time or yesterday. I, I wanted to point out a few things about some of the signs too. I noted a few of these. I probably won't go through and put them on camera, but these were some of the, the signs uh, seen in the, in the montage there. White feminism fails minorities. What? Yeah. White feminism fails minorities. I don't know if that means... They're mad at feminists who are white or if they're mad at feminists who are exclusively white of or, uh, feminists for white people, like an alt-right feminist. Wait, wait, one more time. White feminists exclude minorities? That's white what? feminism fails minorities. I don't, I don't even know what that means. You're right. I don't know if that means that there shouldn't be white feminists or if they're actually talking about pro-white feminists like does like if there was a a feminist richard spencer essentially i mean i hope their intersectionality continues to blow up these entities they're like oh all of these minorities are uniting for a cause but we all actually hate each other we'll see and it also like what happens if you change context like what if you go what if a white feminist goes to africa and hangs out with feminists there (laughs) well but they're not then the white feminist is the minority yeah they don't care does black feminism fail minorities there? Never. Oh. So it's just anti-white is what you're saying. Got yes, it. always. Okay. <laughs> uh, there was a guy. Actually, I have to put this guy up. Let me find it because just the image will make you laugh. If you didn't see him, this guy. Men oh. of quality do not fear equality. No one is going to bang you, dude. No one's going to look at that sign and be like, <laughs> all right, let's go back to my crappy studio apartment with all my cats. Not going to happen, bro. It's it's just such a stupid straw man, too. As though me saying the women's march is pointless and a waste of time, as though I oppose legal equality for women. No, I don't at all. I, yeah. I, I challenge you to name me the equality, or that the you're inequality. you're not a man of quality because you would take that stance. Right, right. Yeah, or that I disagree with you so that I'm not a man of quality. Okay, cool, man. Yeah. Uh, there was this one. Like, if, Let's see. Where's this? Oh, my um, eye Awesome. Grab them by the ballots. You should have tried that earlier. It didn't work. Yeah, too late. <laughs> it's, it didn't Is work. Is that a leftover sign? Uh, voterize? I don't know. I mean, it's te- telling people to register to vote. And then isn't this isn't this just the classic one here? Uh, a little bit. Okay, now we're pissed. Oh, I mean, great. If, a if, bunch of angry women. We've never dealt with this before. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Okay, I see you. You're mad. Could you please tell me what it is that you're mad about and how we could change? Because... If you're pissed, good for you. Be pissed. But what are we supposed to do about it? Oh, God. And did you notice how they picked like one of each type of person? It was actually mostly angry dykes and then one black dude. But like no white men except for the one. Except for uh, quality. Men of quality don't oppose equality, inequality guy or whatever. Don't oppose equality. I can't remember what his catchphrase was. That Men of quality don't, don't oppose, oppose equality a, i don't it wasn't very clever <laughs> or catchy uh the other thing i thought that was interesting about this piece you'll note it, it basically was democratic campaign work in there you had kristen uh, kirsten gillibrand saying hey vote for democrats generally you had nancy pelosi feature there was another person i forget who that person uh, was but mitch mcconnell was in there somewhere wasn't he 
Well, yeah, but he that was that was him just saying. Um, he was just wrapping up. Uh, yeah, it was just him saying, I'll, "I'm letting the American people know we'll take care of this tomorrow" or something like that. <laughs> this was borderline explicit campaign work advocacy for the Democratic Party generally. I mean, this is blind partisanship, which they're entitled to do. I'm not saying they can't do that. I guess maybe it's good that it's in the open, but. Man, I mean, we've gotten to the point where cable news is not just partisan or biased. It's saying, vote for this party. Right. I mean, that, it's borderline campaign ad. That's that interesting. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I don't know. Oh. Like, even this show, of course, we have our, our perspectives and our biases. But I, and, and I'll tell you what I think about individual candidates and stuff. But I can't imagine being like, yeah, just vote down the line Democrat or vote down the line Libertarian or vote down the line Republican, something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that either. But this is what CNN has been doing for years and years now. So there's no oh. surprise here. Okay. But well, I think it's um, sweet that you still have some faith in mainstream media or the FBI for that matter. No, well, I just need to see. I need to see evidence of malice to presume malice, or to not to presume malice, but to be convinced of malice. I'm willing to take a circumstantial case on that one. Hmm. So, hey, speaking of evidence and evidence-based reasoning and evidence-based perspectives, uh, should we hop into the cuckoldry story at CNN? We have so many super chats. It's up to you. Okay. You want to take a yeah, break? Sure, knock some out. Um, William Malvo, have you two checked out Milo's new YouTube show, The Desk and Throne, really complete his look as the <laughs> right's uh, real-life Bond villain? I agree with him on the issues, but his over-the-top egocentrism is hard to stomach. I like Milo, um, despite him stealing some of my content that one time. <laughs> and I have been watching his show, and I've been really liking it. Um, yeah, that, and that's always been the bit. That's always been the bit with him. And as, someone, as a person who de definitely helped to reshape my perspective, I still have the picture back there. Yeah, it's not because yeah. I, I really adore Milo per se. It's because there's only, one person in the, there's only one person in the world you would meet, and he would say, here's a signed vanity picture of me. Like, I've, you know, when that happened, I was like, all right, yeah. I got to keep this. It's got to go yeah. somewhere. Who and else would so give me nice a... he's so nice to yeah. fans, too. Um, when we met him at the RNC, he met he met us twice, and he he waited or he waited out the line so that every person in line got to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. That's no small thing. You know, it was really hot, and, and he talked to us, you know, both twice, and he was really nice, so I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, and by the way, one of the original promoters of this podcast, I mean, when this was a fresh That's thing. That's right. He we got a picture with us. him and I put out a joke tweet of like of Milo quoted as saying this is the greatest podcast he's ever and heard he of. It, and yeah. he retweeted it and brought in some traffic to the show. And that was when my channel was like really small. I think I had like yeah. 10 to 20,000 subscribers. Yeah, I was at like 25. Yeah, we were yeah. we were little guys. So, even. you know, I mean, is he over the top in his um egocentrism? Sure. Is he has he said some questionable things in the past? Sure. But of all the quote unquote big people that I've dealt with personally, I can say that he's one of the one of the genuine ones. Although, like you said, he did he did rip our content once and that kind of pissed me off. Just that one time though. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> um Oh, Supalumina. Wait. Supilulima Lugol Dubsar. I'm I'm sorry guys. Um what Mueller is doing is a fishing expedition and Ken Starr did it already during the Clinton era. Hmm. We'll see. I think we'll know. We'll have some solid answers at the end of this week about what's really happening behind the screen. Careful, uh, though. Don't get their... I caution you against their blue balls. I know. That you're setting your... They think impeachment's coming, and you think, like, total FBI discrediting is coming. I mean, it's not really what I want. I, I don't want large institutions that are trusted to be totally discredited. But I do feel like we're on the cusp of an unveiling of real 
corruption, which would be, it would blow Watergate out of the water. Um, okay. You know what else would? Like uh, Blumenthal said, if Trump had done a bunch of Nixonian things, that would also blow if. Watergate off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ifs and buts. <laughs> what is it, ifs and buts where candy and nuts would all have a Merry Christmas? I have never heard that before. Isn't that a, a, a Big Bang Theory quote? If so, I'm ashamed for quoting that show because it's terrible. Hangover 2, Big Bang Theory, whatever. Uh, Ryan Gluwaki, Gluwaki. I'm sorry, guys. I'm butchering all your names. Starting a militia, cannibal army, yada, yada, yada. Blonde, nice hair. You should go full Bridget Bardot. Hashtags, cannibals are people too. What's Yeah, the cannibal thing. That's It's back. What's the cannibal thing? I don't know. People like to eat people maybe. <laughs> um, Josh Han, blonde, if I were to make a video response to your civic national, nationalism video, would you watch it? Uh Maybe a lot of people have made response videos to that though, and I haven't watched a single one. So I'll I'll try, <laughs> but but maybe we'll see. Um, Spencer, Beth, you should try to get Owen Benjamin on the show. He's great. I'm a millennial. I'm a great millennial, not lost. Do you know what else is great? Pineapple pizza. We should try to get Owen Benjamin on the show. We've talked about it. I yeah, like him. I, I think he's it, really funny. He's probably our honestly, I think our number one most requested guest at this he point. Is. So yeah, and it's people on say me Medicare for just, a lot. Yeah, it's on me for not reaching out yet. So you know we'll... he's six foot eight. Benjamin is. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, so he's automatically the hottest guy in the world now. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Travis Valle, Matt once made love to me in a field. He was Philly. I was the Vikings. Was going to do a math joke, but I didn't want to go on a tangent. <laughs> Mr. Spock missed your show last Sunday and it screwed up my entire week. I'm sorry, Mr. Spock. Thanks uh, for tuning in. Thank you for that, William Albo. No, Matt used to make love. Now he just bangs. He knows love is a cruel mistress. <laughs> <laughs> no, and hey. He's recovered hey, this week, guys. That's true. That's true. It was all my, I mean, my my own da downfall last week was all my fault, but I, I did it anyway. And I, it's good because, you know, I, I'm i glad I'm forcing myself to fail. I'm glad I'm stepping out of character and exerting um, more initiative and being more assertive. And, and yeah, I took the failure too hard, but I'm glad that I put myself out there to do it. It was just a little, a tiny little failure. A little failure. It's okay. Yeah, um, and I'll have my vengeance. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> liberative it's not the anti-trump bias in the fbi that's the problem having preference is fine it's the pro-clinton actions that are criminal pro-exoneration means the fbi is just a political tool and not a real investigative body exactly yeah exactly yeah i mean i yeah i don't want to hammer on it again i i definitely find the the clinton stuff to be a little more nefarious than what's going on about the, the anti-trump stuff but, but my argument was that in this situation saying a pro-clinton outlook that that is synonymous to me with anti-trump I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, it's not like they're, it's not like they, I guess I don't view one as a hundred percent as a necessary consequence of the other. I do <laughs> at this point in time. I, mean, I don't know that it's quite that binary, but. Um, Coop Clausen, no note. Thank you very much. Joseph Kulisics, Matt, when we say that an enterprise is corrupt, we mean the leadership. A corrupt business probably has widespread integrity in the workforce. Yeah, exactly. I'm not talking about rank and file FBI employees. Largely, um, they're, they're good people that are not aware of the corruption that is. But these are high ranking people investigating Hillary Clinton and investing well, investigating how ranking is struck though and page um struck, just an agent and she's a lawyer yeah I mean high enough ranking that they were on an investigative team yeah yeah but why wouldn't that and, be and, and struck 
changed the language so that Hillary Clinton was was you know not going to be indicted for something criminal. I mean, gross I, negligence. It that has a way different connotation. He. I'm, did I'm not this. asking. Well, I'm not asking rhetorically. I am asking genuinely. How are they not rank and file though? Are they supervising people? Are they directing people? Presumably, or are they just participating? Yeah, I I'm sure they were directing people. Yeah, in some sort of supervisory role. Yeah. Um, let me know in the live chat about that. Um, let's go through a few more of these. We got a bunch, but I don't want to hold this up too much. Um, Seagram's Gin. When we have what we have here is a RICO case that should be filed against Obama and the DNC, FBI, uh, and they just need to go down the chain and lock up all involved. I mean, I- I'm not holding out hope. I just want the people to see what's going on. I'm I'm not actually waiting for indictments. But I do really believe that if there are no consequences, people are going to perceive that we have lost the rule of law. And and that's really troubling to me, really troubling. Uh, Let's just do two more right now. Joshie Boy, regardless of evidence or relevance, sorry, Hillary needs to answer for her crimes. Are we going to grant amnesty to criminals because they are no longer relevant? Yes, I'm with you there, Joshie Boy. I think Skag just feels bad because she's a a sick old woman. And is that it? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> no, yeah. it's uh, do I think she should be above justice? No, I just um, additional confirmation that a miscarriage of justice was indeed a miscarriage of justice a year or, or a year and a half later to me is. Yeah, but you know, it, it just doesn't change anything. I guess that's why it, it doesn't bother me that much. It's because it's, it's confirmation of what we already suspected and or knew to be true. Um. Bob Smith says, Matt, did you get some ass yet? Blonde, I like you, but let's just be friends. I don't know, Bob. Jeez. I don't know. I really I, uh, wanted you to put a ring on it. <laughs> didn't he have something really aggressive to say last week or Wednesday? Yeah, I can't remember I can't what remember. it was, but I, I like thought about not saying. It was something like you... really hurtful to you. Not that hurtful because um, neither of us can remember. No, yeah, I remember it was something aggressive, though. I Look, I've already been dragged into <laughs> revealing too much personal information. I definitely can't get that personal but i appreciate the assertiveness the aggressiveness uh, let's just do one more constantine's commentary bitches supporting bitches like all those bitches she supported in qatar and saudi arabia yeah. jeez wow you guys are good um okay let's let's keep keep going okay get back to you guys i don't know i feel like i can't make any jokes about this that haven't already been made because this has just been covered everywhere but cnn runs this headline cuckolding can be positive for some couples study says uh so in addition to just the obvious comedy that this headline creates, uh, it's not great social science either. So this study that they're talking about, it's by David Lay, Justin Laymiller, I don't know how to pronounce that last name, and, um, and Dan Savage also helped to write this. Uh, ho- radio host, what else does he do? Savage Love. Dan's, I forget what all the things Dan Savage does, but Dan Savage is the guy, remember he was um, responsible for creating the term Santorum? In response to Rick Santorum, no, remember what Rick Santorum? What, I barely. This was like what over a year ago. I'm like, who? What? Oh, I think this I was like it. 2012. But if you remember the Santorum story of uh, Dan Savage disliked Rick Santorum for allegedly being homophobic, so Dan Savage created a a new definition of the word Santorum. That's Let me right. See it, was this was this in 2012? That could that can't be. I think so. Let's see what happens. If I do you remember that. Santorum. I totally forgot about that. Um, yeah, it still references it, like Rick Santorum's anal sex problem. <laughs> Urban Dictionary, uh, Santorum, 
As defined by sex columnist Dan Savage, the mixture of lube and feces that is sometimes a side <laughs> result of anal intercourse. Ew. So that's this is your guy, Dan Savage. Oh, wow. Who helped to write this. So um, the, the, the claims of this study are essentially that acting on cuckolding fantasies, and if, you, if you've been out of the loop, cuckolding is basically the, the fantasy of allowing your partner to... to Get banged out by some other dude. Correct. Yes. So they're saying that, you know, uh, allowing your partner to behave in adulterous fashion it might be healthy for your relationship if you fantasize about that sort of thing. Um, Dan Savage and the rest of these writers write that acting on cuckolding fantasies can be a positive experience for couples, not a sign of weakness. But the, there are a few problems here. I mean, clearly the, the photo implies, hey, this, is, this might be great for heterosexual couples. Uh, to act out on these fantasies. It clearly extrapolates to heterosexual couples throughout. Um, where's the study here? Is this the study? Anyway, if you look at the actual study, it's the psychology of gay men's cuckolding fantasies. The, this the is sample- bullshit. You can't extrapolate that to a heterosexual population. Did you know 50% of uh, gay men that are married are in open marriages? completely open marriages. It's only 2% of heterosexual population, of mm. the heterosexual. So, so you can't extrapolate this kind of data on the heterosexual population. I mean, that's crazy. Mm. So this study that, was of do. the gay population, just the gay yes. population. Um, here's what it says. The study investigated fantasies about uh, and experiences with cuckolding in a large and diverse sample of predominantly gay identified men, a sample of 580. Predominantly gay identified. I mean, so mostly gay, I, I, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. So a subset of people that are way, way more promiscuous than the general population, but this still totally applies to heterosexuals. Yeah. And they do note if you actually read, if you actually read the study, they do note in the study that um, there are some differences in the cuckolding fantasies of of straight and gay men. And the if you if you scroll down. In the story, it actually does note some of the differences. The findings suggest there are similarities between the way gay and straight men view cuckolding, but clear differences too. Most notably, interracial and BDSM themes don't appear as common in gay men's cuckolding fantasies as they are in heterosexual men. I don't even believe that. That's what their data say. I don't know. I need to consult some gays about this. <laughs> it's... uh. Yeah, I mean, so they, they, they acknowledge the differences, but then still kind of extrapolate how the benefits to the relationship might actually extend without, it's seemingly without sufficient study of heterosexual couple populations. That is so I will say, because Six Hex and Hammer is in our chat right now, but he called this, it must have been over a year ago, maybe a few years ago that he, hmm. he made a video about this, talking about how cuckoldry is going to be endorsed by the mainstream media at some point. It's really predictable. The slippery slope is real. I wouldn't. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't have much more to say about this other than like, who, 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 whose ideas? Whose idea was this, and why? Who, who decided to write this? Who was the editor? Why? Just why? Why? Because it's it's clear there has to be some kind of agenda here to some extent. Because to it's weaken clear the that nuclear family so that people are under more state control, hmm. even if they don't realize that's what they're doing, that's what they're doing. The only reason I say there has to be some kind of motive, too, is because it's not a, a, a completely square representation of the study they're talking about. They've made an extra step to present it in a way that the study doesn't necessarily support. So the question is right. why? 
right? Is it because they have ideological motives and they're trying to form society into their image of multiculturalism it's, and degeneracy? It's, it's Is that just, why? It's just so weird to do it in such a meme-worthy way. It's just, it's, there's no subtlety here. That's right. That, when do they ever operate with, with subtlety? They're trying to indoctrinate an entire population. They're not, they're not worried about it. Well, let's talk about the efficacy then. Do you think anybody reads this and says, yeah, yeah, you know, I've been, I've been thinking about that. Let me, let me I'm talk to my looking wife. around at couples that do weird shit like this all the time. Yes. I think people are reading it. Skewed I think it's sample in your degeneracy. That's probably true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. I don't it's know. It's the, the psyche of the mainstream media. And the people in charge, it's just, this is what they're doing. I need to see more studies. I'd be interested in, <laughs> be interested in seeing the, the female psychology of this too. Like the, the, a lot of the study talks about is, is this, this male fantasy of cuckoldry, heterosexual male fantasy is more common than you think. I would be interested. So th their argument is that it would be beneficial at least for the men, but the, the relationship as a whole. Who could be but, okay but, with this? Who could be okay with this? How how does it affect the female partner though? I mean, it just seems like this would this would be like this damaging. would result in a double murder. Like in my yeah, situation, yeah. yeah, yeah, people would be getting killed because of the situation. Are they out of their mind? Your average person can't handle this emotionally. This is very poor advice. I would agree. But like, can you imagine uh, how not... damaged you would have to be mentally, emotionally to watch somebody banging out your significant other and be sexually aroused by it? Like yeah, that well, is so is that, is that part of the deal too? Like you have to watch it, I assume? Yeah. It's Otherwise not just, it's just it's not just allow it. It's yeah, it's cuckoldry that's the difference. is becoming sexually aroused. Right. So well, it's not just actually, allowing it. To... A cuckold is somebody that is raising somebody else's child. So I'm not really sure. I mean, I guess I assume when they say it's beneficial, they mean, and the picture shows all three partners in this. They mean like, yes, I would like to watch yeah, this happen yeah. with a nice cold drink and enjoy the spectacle. Yeah. It's a degeneracy of the highest order. That's oh boy. really messed up. Well, I'll challenge you on that point. Degeneracy of the highest order. Cause I have a new nominee really to transition to. If you transitions. Want. Yeah. I mean, top we notch transitions second only to this guy who transitions age. <gasps> Boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so this this dude. Look at how proud of yourself you are. <laughs> I, I'm always proud of myself, <laughs> except for when I'm you know trying to be assertive with women. Then I'm not proud of myself. <laughs> uh, okay, so this this reads like um, the the former the formerly insane slippery slope argument from five years ago that you would have said, come on, that's stupid. That's never going to happen. What are you talking about? People just want to be themselves. It's no big deal. Headline, Chicago Tribune. Accused of assaulting three young girls, man says he's a boy trapped in an adult's body. I don't mean to laugh at this because it, you know, this is, this is really bad, but it's just so predictably preposterous. I mean, conservatives like 10 years ago they, they were saying stuff like this was going to happen and they were yeah. people were laughing in their faces and i was part of it i was part of the people saying yeah. come on that's that's silly like, that's if you allow gay marriage people are going to be marrying their dogs and stuff it's like that kind of thing where now it, it it's happening <laughs> yeah and i want to talk about i want to talk about the consistency of that reasoning too once we go through the facts here because that's the big takeaway for me so this guy's name is joseph roman he's a 38 he admitted at a hearing on wednesday to several uh, or he admitted at this hearing to several attacks on girls aged six to eight. But he told bitch. police, quote, he is a nine-year-old trapped in an adult's body. 
uh, and I said several, it's three girls, three girls. So just to be clear about the number, there's not much more to the story than that. He's at this hearing. He says, yeah, I, I assaulted these girls, but it's, but I'm a nine year old boy who's trapped in here. And, and of course, everybody says that's ridiculous. You're a 38 year old man, sexual predator, pedophile, and you should go to jail, presuming that this is all true, but he's admitting to it. So I'm say I feel safe in presuming that. Here's the question, though, and it's the same thing with Rachel Dolezal and, and the rest of them. If we grant that you can be a, a female trapped in a man's body, why can't you be a white person trapped in a black body? Why can't you be a nine-year-old trapped in a 38-year-old's body? And of course, that doesn't justify the crime in any way, and I'm not saying that trans activist people would say that it does, but I need some consistency here. I need someone to explain to me why. Caitlyn Jenner is obviously a normal, healthy thing, that, that that's her identity, that's part of who he or she is or whatever. But this guy's a crazy person. This guy's mentally ill. Yeah, you know the answer to this, and it's that women cannot be trapped in men's bodies, and the whole transgender thing is a crock of bullshit. That's yeah. the answer to this. Yes, pretty much. Pretty much. Now, again, I want to emphasize... Thoroughly. That has no bearing on the crime, okay? Like, if, if someone wants to live as a nine-year-old boy and just say I'm a nine-year-old boy, if it doesn't affect me, I don't care. Just don't require me to participate in your delusion. Like, if you want to be like Stefan Nee, that one weirdo who lives as a six-year-old girl who spells Stephanie Stefan Nee. The one that thinks that, oh no, I always confuse him with the one that thinks that he's a Filipino child. Oh yeah, that one's different. Yeah, it's yeah. a different person because we have so much of this going on. That yeah. I'm just exhausted of this, you know? We're just watching the, the fabric of our society be torn apart and we have to yeah. laugh at it every week. It's fucking depressing. <laughs> Trans pedophile. What the fuck? I, uh, the other question I would have on this too is why would his legal team allow him to forward this or who is representing him legally because... There's no, even if you believe that transageism should be a thing, which in my mind, to the extent that transgenderism is real, if you believe that transageism and transracialism should be, in no way is that going to justify the crime that was committed. Because it's such a crazy cultural climate that they're like, this might actually work. No way. Like, there's no, there's no legal basis for that. Uh, yeah, but it, it's a new thing. It's a new way to get out of crimes. This was clearly going like, to happen. Or maybe there's not. Maybe a lawyer could explain this to me. Maybe if there is some sort of mental illness out of molesting children, maybe he could claim that. Where, I, mean, I don't know. It's also to... possible that he might actually believe that he's trans age. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. But why would his lawyers allow him to put this forward? Um, because there's nothing worse than a pedophile. Everybody hates pedophiles, and so you might as well just throw all this spaghetti against the wall oh. and see what sticks. I, uh, whenever we talk about legal topics, I don't have a full understanding of, I, I always invite lawyer emails and I get some interesting ones quite frequently. So if you're, if you have a legal professional perspective on why this would be advanced at a court hearing, I would definitely be interested in hearing it. Cause I don't see how it's beneficial to anybody. <sighs> I give up on life. It's, it's the current year, man. Welcome to 2018. Okay, so um, that leaves us plenty of time for our for our discussion of this anti-military teacher in California. Should we crank out some super chats before we hop into that, or are we good? We, we got a bajillion. Okay. Um, Redica says the issue uh, is the malfeasance of high-ranking people that are investigating a nothing burger and exonerating a felon. Yes. Hmm. Well, thank you for that. Orwell's goon, Ted Kennedy, and oh, actually, let me make sure I didn't miss anything. I got Constantine's commentary about Qatar. And yeah, Saudi yeah. Arabia. Um, Orwell's goon, 
Ted Kennedy and the ex-head of the KGB was an actual conspiracy between a potential president and the Kremlin. I'll send the link to Matt on Patreon. He actually colluded with Russia to subvert Reagan. Yeah, that, that's another thing. There, there's been actual collusion with Russia before in this country. So it just makes me wonder why they've latched onto this when it's been such an ineffective way to unravel the Trump campaign. I mean, it clearly hasn't worked. I don't think that most people believe it. But they're still, they're going to die on this hill. They are. Yeah, astoundingly, I guess. I mean, I'm I, about I, to film a video right after this, but like, I really thought the mainstream media and politicians, if their back was against a wall, that they were going to have to start, um, you know, appealing more to middle Americans. And they are not doing that. They are just be getting more extreme. It'll be interesting to see what 2018 looks like electorally. Um, generally speaking, midterm elections go against the incumbent anyhow, but if it's uh, if it's very much in their favor, they're definitely going to double down on a lot of this crap. If they get trounced, then maybe they'll have to readjust. Um, Raynor Chen said, uh, given the fact that Chinese student organizations are pushing pro-Chinese government propaganda and colluding with the white lefts, it's so weird no one is investigating Chinese collusion with the Democrats. I thought this uh, this white lefts thing, I think Black Pigeon Speaks made a video about this um, about two weeks ago, so check that out. Uh, Lay Schilling said, bravo on that new music intro. I'm overwhelmed with 80s nostalgia. Lock that bitch up and toss the key. See, I'm telling you, people want justice. People aren't like, oh, this sad old lady. They're like, die in prison, bitch. I'm not it's, the only one. We have to, well. We have I've to said, what? I've said, I've said my piece on it. No, we have to what? We have to what? We have, we have to feel bad for her. We have to show her mercy. Why? I just, at some point, the process took place. We all move on. Same thing She's happened with She spent her whole life not showing anyone mercy, and now she deserves to hang for it. How to can you hang? Not? <laughs> yeah, I, I, if, I think that she she's been treasonous. I think that she you know deserves to be executed. We're not going to get that. So I will settle for her dying in prison, which also it was really bad. depends on if if there's circumstantial evidence to suggest she colluded with Russia. Then I'm in because that's the highest crime in the land. <sighs> All right. Shot glass philosophy. Love the shot. That's good. Uh, love the show. Did you hear about the new couple added to the Clinton body count? <laughs> no, I did not. Hmm. Uh, dangerous. What does that bring the body count to? I actually don't know the count. Uh, I don't know. It depends on what you think happened to Seth Rich, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Vince Foster just won, maybe. Who knows? Uh, dangerous spaces. Oh my God. I actually agree with Hillary on something. These activists are bitches and the women they support are also bitches. That's what she meant, right? <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Um, I actually have to reload this. Uh, Joseph Kulisic said calling Trump an idiot and talking about insurance policies. No joke is evidence of anti-Trump intent. Strzok did this blonde is right. Blonde is right. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm not saying there's no evidence that Strzok himself doesn't have political bias. I'm just saying I don't necessarily view this as widespread institutional issue at the FBI. Uh, Slosher said the CBC did an interview with Jordan Peterson where they tried to associate him with the far right Richard Spencer because he posed with a Pepe flag. That's never going to fucking work. <sighs> God, that is what Kathy Newman did too. Well, aren't you like these alt-right people that you claim that you weren't? <sighs> yeah. Jordan Peterson is, as an alt-writer, are we, are we doing this still? I'm so tired of this all. Uh, Sean Cousins, a big donation. Thank, but no, no, thank you very much. Aiden Christie, what do you think of Sweden, how they might send the military into refugee hoods due to bombings and shootings? Jeez. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't have a playbook for what happens when you let too many people of a criminal population into your beautiful country and then they destroy it. I mean, what do you do? You get the people the fuck out of your country or your country's destroyed. That's it. 
Um, I mean, I guess they could try to force them into certain areas and then segregate, but but sending the military into these into these regions, we're, we're just going to be looking at a, at a war at some point. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, to your point, circumstantially, if it gets that bad, what else are you supposed to do? And that's the problem that you face is as this problem gets more and more dire, the fix gets more and more dire. Yes, which is why we need to think about deportation as the lesser of two evils here. People are like, oh, deportation is so extreme. But at the end of this is a civil war where a bunch of people are killed, like a huge, huge populations of people are killed. We have to deport people. All Western countries have to do it. I'm sorry it sounds extreme, but, you know, do you want to save your countries or not? Uh, JB, dude, I don't think Islam needs to be removed from Western cultures. I have several Muslim friends who value traditional Western beliefs. I do believe the religion should be reformed for more extreme forms. Um, I don't think there's anything – I don't think moderate Islam is a is a real thing. They haven't gone through a reformation like Christians have. I've never met a secular Muslim in my life. Um, I it, don't, would be, it would be the ideal, but I think it, yeah. it, it's a huge – it's a huge ask. Let's well, they have way. constitutional protection, so it's kind of moot. Uh, but yeah, I am just not really buying this argument that like there are all of these Muslims that have traditional Western beliefs. Like, no. Well, and the, I mean, the famous Pew poll, the global survey shows that we're far away from that, too, in terms yeah. of global attitudes about, um, you know, punishment for, for leaving the faith and punishment for homosexuality, punishment for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. This, the, the, like 50% of Muslim youths in Western countries, things like, like astronomical numbers. I, I encourage everybody to look at that pupil. Your yeah, it's moderate Muslim I think now. It's, believes it's some really old, extreme but... shit, really extreme shit about killing homosexuals, you know, everything you just listed. Um, thank you for that. Uh, sock puppet, Joe, Matt, I hate you for making me listen to that. I assume you mean the scarboard piece and I will agree with or you. Or maybe Hillary. Who knows? I, <laughs> I force people to listen to terrible things. Or on any of the basis. topics that we talked about. Yeah. Who knows? Um, the hate camel said, have some duct tape money just in case the only ad this stream gets is for MTV's decoded. Is that what's going on? I, I on our heard show? that we had some like <laughs> MTV news ads playing on last week's show. Surprisingly. Yeah. I was they're going to watch though. our show and be like, Oh, no, nope, pulled. Um, Redicus, can we deport Scarborough to China so he can see what a true tyrannical government looks like? Also, I want a little Chinese man to get his kidney. <laughs> uh, thanks sure. for that. Uh, Liberative, a large donation. Thank you so much. Well, all you, this man. outright protest of Trump, imagine what is going to happen when he's gone on and these tools uh, get a candidate they do support and the rest of us turns these tables on them. They thought Obama saw dissent. They haven't seen shit. Oh, I want, that's an interesting hypothetical i wonder what will happen i mean will, will the, the next time they're in power will the uh like a tea party resurgence happen um but even the tea party i mean the tea party whether you agree with them or not they were not the tea party was not antifa you know the tea party right whether you like their ideas whether you don't tea party was not a violent movement as far as i've seen they weren't a destructive movement in any case yeah. at the time i disagreed with them but uh, I don't think you can make the comparison in terms of, of tactics at all. Um, I think he's right, though. They lack foresight. They they really do. And this is just uh, so much hubris. Their behavior is so brazen to me. Like they just had, a t had total disregard for the American people and what they were going to think when they found out about this or for any legal consequences. They clearly thought that they were above the law because they're able to enforce the law. And that... Yeah. That's beyond disconcerting. I mean, you want to talk about a constitutional crisis. What about this? Um, 
Let me do a few more. Uh, Johnson Longman, I'm sorry. I must have tuned into the damp napkin and tampon channel by mistake. What the fuck is all this estrogen oozing out tonight? Am I in the wrong place? No, you're Jeez. in the right place. What all the estrogen? I, I mean, I, I presume that he's that he's not talking about me. Well, uh, what? I, I, I don't not, think he's talking about me. Let me talk about Joe Scarborough. I don't think Johnson I've been. Longman, if you're talking about me or if you're talking about uh, Skag. I'm going to presume Scarborough. <laughs> Snipes503, I love the be the change signs they had, aka let's make sure we actually vote this time. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, grab them by the ballots this yeah. time, guys. Yeah, really. Let's just do a few more. Shauna Lee 8, Morning Joe was actually a pretty good show before Joe and Mika got involved. Convinced that has made both of them totally weird. Uh, yeah, and I know I brought this up before, and I used to be a drinker, so it does take one to know one. But when I was editing footage of Mika for a video I made about a month ago, um, I noticed that she was drinking out of this coconut water and making like a vodka face every time she did. And so I, I really do believe that she has a serious alcohol problem. Like, like that little clip of her drinking in the morning, um, that, you know, I think that something's going on here and then they're having an affair and that's a whole thing. Like you can tell they're distracted. They have a weird relationship dynamic. She's always shutting him up. Like I, I also edited a video where she stuck one finger up and shut him up that way, like on live TV, like like, oh my God, they just have a weird relationship. Didn't we watch that on this show? I think I made a video about, I can't remember. I, can't remember. I was going to say, if we watched it on this show, I edited that out. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> so um, you just, are fake news. Very fake news. <laughs> I didn't deserve that, okay. Yeah. Let's do two more. That's not right. Matt and I once made love to a Scarborough song. We forcibly jammed our dicks in each other's ears to block out the sound, if you know what I mean. Jeez. How did this I start? I don't I don't even have know. a sounder for that. I mean, maybe this, that one's more appropriate. <laughs> have a good one for that one uh, last one for right now is dangerous spaces it's wrong to treat women like walking vaginas and these women will fight that by becoming walking vaginas i think i missed a couple of steps hmm. yeah yep. they've become that which they hate or i guess love because they're all into this i don't know the whole thing is fucking weird um let's come back to the rest of these okay yeah we'll come back to this will be the last topic before we close out anyhow so um i'm excited to talk about this because I, I mean i we had our MLK dispute. We had another dispute about the appropriate reaction to this. I'm excited to actually, I think maybe we have some misunderstanding about where the other's coming from. So I think this is going to be good. And this is, this is like I said, live debate, live on air, put on your boxing gloves, let's fight. Uh, so, so this is Pico Rivera, California. There's a high school government teacher and city council member who is under fire for a recorded classroom rant in which he criticized military members uh, this rant was allegedly triggered by a student wearing a marine corps shirt so let's let's play the news clip the local abc clip and then um <laughs> and then and then figure out well uh, then we'll talk about our interpretation of this i actually think we have the same interpretation of the message overall but where's now oh, where's my clip this is what's going on in um pico rivera california since that rant has gone viral on social media, many are calling for Greg Salcedo's resignation. But some students have come to his defense and say that video does not paint the whole picture. In a rant that's gone viral on social media, an El Rancho High School teacher is reportedly heard bashing the military. Think about the people who you know are over there. Your freaking stupid Uncle Louie or whatever. They're, dumb they're not like high level thinkers. They're not academic people. They're not intellectual people. They're the freaking lowest of our low. This cell phone video was taken by a student in Greg Salcedo's U.S. government class, who says the tirade started over his Marine Corps sweatshirt. 
you join the military, it's because you have no other options. Because you didn't take care of business academically, because your parents didn't love you enough to push you. Salcedo is also a city council member and former Pico Rivera mayor. The student and his mother, who don't want to be identified, say his words are unacceptable. You know, it hurt me just because I have an uncle who was in Desert Storm and my dad went to Afghanistan. I don't want somebody like that teaching my children because he's pretty much feeding his hatred and his opinion into their mind. But one of his classmates says the video is a little misleading. He says Salcedo is beloved by students and is known for pushing them to succeed. When I saw the video, I was like, oh, he left out like a lot of stuff where he, he said positive things about the military, but he only picked up the negatives. And he did tell the kid as well, when you go to the military, like, uh, he's going to support him. Salcedo posted this on Facebook, saying in part, I don't think it's wise for me to make any specific comments, but I want my friends, family, and students to know we are fine and we respect the rights of free expression for all individuals. And we have reached out directly to Mr. Salcedo and to the school district, but we have not heard back. Okay. So I actually reached out to them too, and I did hear back. Oh, did you? So, th did. and that's kind of the origin of maybe where we split, which is kind of what I want to discuss. Right. Um, I just wrote to them and, and said, like, uh, were you, was there any classroom oversight? Were you aware of the vehement anti-military sentiment um, of your colleague? Am I, because I, I looked at his Facebook post and I saw that students underneath it were like, this is just his passion. This is how he always is, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, his past students seem to know that he was a leftist douchebag preaching this nonsense in his, in his class. This is a public school by the way. And anyway, they just sent me some boilerplate thing like, this doesn't represent us. We're dismayed, blah, 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 which is fine. But I just have a really hard time believing that all of his colleagues were not aware that he was teaching stuff like this in his classroom. He was also a history teacher, which I think is relevant. Sure. So I guess would, uh, the reaction to me depends on, are you inquiring? Are you directing them to fire him? What are you trying to do? No, I mean, I think that this is absolutely a fireable offense. He's a public school teacher. He should not be bringing politics into it. Like we got into an altercation, Skag and I, about objectivity, and that and that's really, and that's really where we disagreed. I think because what no, you I think, want, I think we agree there. But proceed. I mean, I I don't even I don't even mandate that all teachers are objective. Um, necessarily in their classrooms. Like, I, I think that there's a baseline level of indoctrination that's going to go on in public schools and that it has to be an accurate reflection of American values, of, of Western values. And that needs to be what is taught. But from what I understood from you, um, you think that teachers just need to be fair and objective at all times, never bring in any kind of political affiliation into the classroom. That, that would be my ideal. But what I'm worried about more specifically is trying to control someone else's house. So if we're emailing this school district, telling them they have to fire this guy, that's where I get a little bit more wary because that, again, I don't no, think I his message. No, I didn't do that. Oh, okay. So, so that's probably the origin of some of our uh, misunderstanding that or just dis dis disagreement because that's that's what I worry about that's what I worry about is people saying oh man that that school over there they've got a teacher I don't like a teacher who I think is is doing terrible things perhaps so I can't emphasize I, or I will emphasize I think I've, I've reviewed the full tape that's on Facebook you can do that I'll link that in the description it th that student said well he was kind of taken out of context from what I've heard I don't really think he was I think it was a pretty fair representation of the full tape that's available um, but what I, the only thing I'm wary about, and perhaps I misunderstood what the action that you're taking was, is 
if we flip this, if we set the precedent that you should be allowed to control or exert your ideological influence on someone else's house, that sets the precedent for them to do that for you too. So what I worry about is if, if we're lobbying these people in California to fire this guy, let's say you move to, to Idaho. And again, I'm not saying you did this. I'm just offering a, a, a hypothetical that I would worry about if we set the precedent here. Let's say you move to Idaho and you have a great teacher there that teaches your kids well. You like this teacher a lot. He's awesome. And let's say he says in class that Muslims are terrorists and you should be suspicious of them. And a whole bunch of people in California get really pissed off and lobby your school, your, your school district, your superintendent, your principal to fire this guy. And eventually they do, even though the people in your community like him and support him and think he's doing a great job with your kids. That's what I worry about. I just don't want to try to control other people's houses. Yeah, I mean, I guess the discussion that we were having, you you want to give equal validity to all opinions. And I just don't, especially in an academic environment. Uh, and I think that this is important. Every time we see a Marxist that's infiltrated a public school or an academic environment, well, we need to pluck them from said environment. How do we I'm, know he's I'm a not talking about people being unbiased in their environments all the time. I would not care about the anti-Muslim thing. I wouldn't want people from another state to get a teacher kicked out. That's not really what I was trying to do. But we need people teaching at public schools, teaching real dense subjects like history to be reflecting the common culture in America. And what is disconcerting for me about this is that perhaps he was. Perhaps he was. Perhaps this is a normal thing for a Mexican teacher to be telling his students that you're a piece of shit if you join the Marine Corps. That means that you're dumb. It means that you're worthless. It means that your parents didn't love you. But I think that is a fireable offense. I would not want my child to be taught by such a, a teacher. Um, and I think that it is ridiculous that his his he is being financed. He, he's getting paid with public money, with public funds. Yeah, but How I think not be relevant. I, I think that's fair, but I think you got to leave it to the stakeholders there to make that decision because that's their house to govern. That's their district. Yeah, that's I didn't make their... any demands of them. Yeah, okay, so that's maybe where we were. We were. But I think he absolutely should be fired. Like if it was, if it was the the school that your that your kid is going to, absolutely. I think maybe we just misunderstood what um what the actual action. I think that plan this is, is a highly hispanic area and that this this might be kind of a common sentiment and to me that says more about our shifting cultural narrative and and that is is troubling because our public schools should be reflecting what the community values yeah. are and if those are the community values then we have too many mexicans in this country <laughs> hold on hold on are you going to scoff at me for saying there are too many mexicans on, in this country where, where's my thing uh yeah here we go here we go get your blood fascist ass out of here uh <laughs> I always, it's just, it's a, it's a precedent thing, right? So I, I worry, let's say that this guy went off on feminism and said feminists are a bunch of stupid harpies and the wage gap isn't real. And I don't know, was he bullying a single student? Oh, that's another reason. Yeah, let's say, let's say it was exactly the same and he, he picked out like a pussy hat wearing feminist in school. And all the feminists, let's say feminists from 10 states over went crazy and tried to get him fired. I'd oppose that too. I mean, I'd say, look, if it's my kid, I don't want him teaching... I don't want him teaching uh, ideological viewpoints about feminism or otherwise. We can study things objectively. That's what I'd prefer as a parent. But I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with the idea of people in other states and other places saying, oh, no, no, those people way over there, you need pressure on you to do what I want you to do. Well, that's why we've decentralized control of these institutions. I, I worry about, I don't want to nationalize control of education. I don't want one top-down system that says well, you then, will then teach. Well, then your real problem is engaging in the outrage machine, which I'll utilize to my benefit when I see fit. I mean, 
Yes, uh, that that's a fair way to put it. Because to my, from my perspective, like I mean, half half if not most of what we do on this show is ripping against the outrage machine, the outrage machine. But then when the outrage turns into something that we're outraged about, well, then we're you know then we're going to be part of the outrage team. And I, I you know, you lose me on that. But um, I mean, to be clear, I think this guy, based on what I've heard, he probably sucks. I probably wouldn't want him to teach my kid. But I think it's it's the Your decision kid of would those. end up being a, a Marxist piece of shit, like a but, history but, but, teacher, a history but, teacher. This blows gonna, my fucking mind. I'm going to push this back on also, that too. How do you know he's? This isn't something that he posted on Facebook or something like that. That he went into a class, he directed this at a student. He was teaching this in his own classroom. This isn't like he posted something on Facebook and I'm like, fire him for an opinion that he has outside of the school. He brought this into the classroom. He's trying to indoctrinate a student. This is a fireable offense. Sure, I'm just saying it's not your decision to make. That's right. Fine, I, I never yeah. said that it was. But, but I, I will push back. How do you know he's Marxist? <laughs> this sounds like leftist, like typical leftist bullshit. Well, I mean, I, I just don't understand how you apply that label, though. What Marxist? Yeah. I mean, uh, did you the, the philosophy he was talking about anti-government sentiments? It's just typical of Marxist philosophy. I don't actually know. Well, that he's but Marxist, Marxist is he's state clearly, control of he's everything. Clearly a leftist. I mean, will you give me that? I don't know that we know that either. I know plenty of libertarian. I mean, I don't know what he is, but I don't think anti-military is the same thing as Marxist. Okay, that's fine. I'll grant you that. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I was, I was, I, I thought you were going to argue for advocating for his firing. So I'm like, all right, yes, let's go. I'm excited. No, now- <laughs> I think I would love for him to get fired. I mean, sure. Based on the statement they said, they were really apologetic. I think that he's going to get fired for yeah. that. I mean, the last time I checked it, this was yesterday. It had 50,000 yeah. retweets or re whatever you do on Facebook. Yeah. The, I don't even uh, know. Reposts. What, what do they call it? <laughs> Kids um, yeah. Shares on Facebook. Shares. Shares. I don't know. I sound like my mom. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I look at things like this and I'm all for the people in their community doing whatever they want to do to handle this. I just get worried of whenever I see... Um, social justice warrior behavior coming from the other side, the quote unquote right wing SJWs. It makes me just as nervous as if I see it from the other side. Yes, but we need to take this opportunity to push people like this out of academic environments. This is a a, a real problem that we have. I just think we need to take back these institutions to decide. Yes, not, but not ours. As but what about the aggregate effect of people on the coast being educated in this way and then being released into that's the larger what, population? That's why like, we have fifty states. That's why we've decentralized this control. I mean, that's that's what. But a that's lot of the this is that holds it together. No, no. Well, it shouldn't be. I mean, we do have a U.S. Department of Education, of course, and we've created certain programs to to nationalize things. But I'd oppose that. I don't want I don't want national top down control of these things. I want parents in these communities to decide how their kids will be educated, not yeah. um, people. I mean, in other and states. I think that they're going to end up firing him. So yeah, we'll we'll see. Any God, this is how it always works out. God. We're gonna have some real real disagreement, but actually we don't really disagree that much. <laughs> maybe the maybe the chat does though. We could close out with the super chat. No, they're just calling you a bitch and, you know, the normal stuff. Yeah, well, and calling you a racist, of course. I don't, I don't see a lot of that. Oh, yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> it's all against me. Yeah. JK, there's plenty of calling me a racist after my too many Mexicans comment. <laughs> Blonde, too many Mexicans, Billy and the Beast, I saw yeah. that. Um, we've got a million super chats, so maybe we should do that before we close out. Well, yeah, I mean, that's all the topics we got. So Did you have anything around. else you wanted to say on, the, on any of these? No, because I prepared commentary for a position that you didn't take, which I thought you were going to say, yes, I should advocate for the for the firing of this guy. And yes, it is my place to 
put pressure on this district for his firing. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have projected that all over me. Or well, me. I'll go back in the Skype chat because I, I think there are some quotes I can work with. Yeah, we were fighting like all day, guys, <laughs> about this this issue. And I know a few I can reference, but I won't. <laughs> um, okay, who was the last one that I read? Making Love to a Scarborough Song. I did read that. Uh, fighting Vaginas. I read that one, too. Uh, Alice Johansson said another one of your female subscribers here. All right. This is my oh, first thanks. time watching live. Keep up the great work. Love you guys. Thank you, Alice. That's a pretty name too. Um, Jonathan Jones cuckolding the gift that someone else keeps on giving. Good. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. Um, Matt Hugh. After hearing Matt go soft on Hillary morning, Joe, it's safe to assume that Matt's been using soy milk in his cup of morning, Joe. Well, I, I don't even drink coffee anyway. But yeah, what? come inspect. Look, if you want me to live stream my fridge right now, I will. I'll assure you it's a half gallon of 1% dairy only, and it's rarely consumed. No coffee. You don't like hot burned bean water? Uh, I mean, it? once in a while. I, I That was, um. yeah, I mean, I, I had to buy a Keurig. As a result of that unfortunate breakup, I had to, the, the, <laughs> the biggest tragedy was I had to buy a new Keurig. Oh, it's no. been used probably two dozen times. That sounds terrible. Um, yeah. Rick Moranis said, I cannot imagine how much of an utter shit show 2020 is going to be. I don't know. Maybe things will have leveled out by then. <laughs> maybe it'll be okay. It's going to be okay, guys. Uh, Butte Mountain would like to see our base spice man. Oh, that's not what he said. LA Werewolf on your show. Uh, Docs and fired for his white nationalist activism. Different goals, same enemies. Who got um, fired? LA Werewolf. No, I thought, uh, oh, oh, okay. I actually don't know very much about this guy. Sorry. Uh, thank you for that. Dave Scheffler, David Scheffler, any guy who's okay with his wife having sex with another man should be savagely beaten. The right way to bang another man's wife is to kill him first. Jeez. This is our audience. And I kind of love it. <laughs> that's your audience right there. Um, that's, that's your demo you're bringing to the show. Whatever. My audience kicks ass. Uh, David Alexander, <laughs> here a cuck, there a cuck, everywhere a cuck cuck. Old cuck Donald had a son, but it wasn't really his. It's good. Um, Misty Blue Ocean, I'm going to be moving out of California soon, but I don't know where. Any recommendations? Um, Not Montana. I, I would say move to Idaho, but no, I don't want any more people in Idaho. But she looks pretty hot, so Idaho. Okay, Montana. <laughs> as long as you're not um, – as long as you're sane for California. But I will say don't drive here with California plates. They're not looked kindly upon. We don't, we don't vandalize cars it's just, how nice of you not to vandalize cars because of the state somebody comes yeah from. we don't do that but it's just it'll get you like furrowed brows <laughs> and probably a finger in traffic if you misbehave um joel dyke oh actually redicus we are already on the slope and below us is the parade crowd with anal loop <laughs> Jeez. Stuff, i know skag's parents watch this and the stuff i have to say and i'm forced to say <laughs> Um, it's true though. It, it bothers me way more that your parents hear the, the shit that I say than you my even own know parents. My parents either. You've never I know met I have them. never met them, but you saw but sometimes, a picture of them for the first time, like two weeks ago. Yeah. But it still yeah. bothers me way more. Like my sister watches the show. So do my parents. And, and, but I think like, God, Skag's parents are going to hear me say this awful. And then I do anyway. So bad. Joel yeah. Dykeman seems like Dan Savage may be projecting a bit. I assume he participates in what he advocates. Is, is he married? Is, is Dan Savage married? I don't know. I'll keep reading you to look it up. Okay. Um, Mark Turvey, come on, Matt. Blonde's right. There is a definite intent to change and warp societal boundaries. Uh, yep, I'm with you. Uh, oh, I, I didn't know that I, oh, wait. I don't know that I disputed that. I just said, just said uh, I need to see some direct evidence. That's all. 
and live chat my sister's married sorry oh Vaughn is a sister I'm like nope um rodzilla 5332 blonde you look even more beautiful than usual oh thank you and matt you look like i knocked your pussy hat off your head when we made love at the women's march it's all nice things for me and mean things for matt today thanks guys i'm just trying to find dan savage's husband <laughs> richard mclaughlin blonde i'm with you on cnn's claim that bdsm being more heterosexual than homosexual is bullshit gay men are more into bdsm because of daddy issues. i don't know about that i'd have to see some studies and i actually my gay male friends that's not something that I know them to be into. It's just the normal stuff like crystal meth and promiscuity. I'm just joking. He's um, married to Terry Miller. I don't know who that is. Is it a chick? Yeah, he's he's married. No, uh, no, no. Dan Savage is definitely gay. Oh, okay. Um, Michael Hugh says, you forgot to explain prepping the bull. Wow, this guy. Um... What? That Dan Savage's husband, let me tell you. Holy God. What, is he really hot or something? Uh, uh, he's just... Uh, Use your know. words. Come on. He's very he's very well sculpted. Let's put it that way. So he's buff and oiled yeah. up. Yeah. So he looks yeah. like a fancy LA gay man. Like yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. John Smith, what soy boy mod put me in time out? All I said was Sticks is here and I got put in detention. If you said in caps, caps yeah. Um, the only thing I said this all stream, fuck this mod, love you blonde. Oh, I'm sorry, man. We do have a mod that uh, doesn't let people post in caps and we just let him do whatever he wants. Sorry. That is at jfry. <laughs> at Send your J hate mail, dude. Fry. Um, says, your identity is an argument between three parties, you, society, and reality. With you there. Sorry, mm. somebody texted me over and over again. Um, Bob Smith, I'm not aggressive. It's just everything that comes out of my mouth has a beard on it. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he's just saying he's a Chad and he's just, he's a big swinging dick. Gotcha. Eliza Jean Williams. So Matt selling uranium one to Russia isn't colluding sheesh beta much. When did I say that? I also did not hear him. Uh, that's, that's not a fair characterization at all. I did not say that at any point. Um, I mean, maybe, did you say that the left isn't colluding with, has never colluded with Russia? I think, we I, I think I said a joke. I said, I, I said, we were talking about whether Hillary deserves to be hanged. And I said, only if she colluded with Russia, because that's the highest crime oh, in the land. Yeah. But that's a joke at the expense yeah. of the Russia investigation. That's not me saying, by the way, we already know that there's some sort of involvement with Fusion GPS and sending them to Russia to gather their intelligence. You don't get my humor, sir. So for that, or, or ma'am, who knows these You days, are fake I'm news. Very fake It's news. abroad. I'm putting that out there. It's a check. Uh, thank you, Liza. We're too mean to our super you. chatters. <laughs> We're like, here, know. we're going to dump all over your message, but thanks for that. Well, well that's, that's the thing is if I don't defend myself, then I'm a soy licking beta male. But if I do defend myself, then I'm cruel to people who enjoy the show. A soy chugging beta male. Sorry, um, sorry. J. Edgar Davis. Hillary is like DACA. Make them legal or make them illegal. Just make a decision. She has the right to a speedy trial. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, but she didn't have a speedy trial. She had a speedy investigation that everybody knew would amount to nothing and meant nothing. So I'm not I'm not super sure that that applies. Make she legal, got make she got very due process. How about that? She got extra due process. Yeah. Like really, really nicely due. Yeah. And very much in her favor. <laughs> Top due. Top due. Yeah. Uh, David Scheffler, Christianity always supported Western ideals. Medieval savagery was from the culture. Islam is full of savagery. Nor no no reformation would suffice. Um, yeah, I'd agree with you there too. I think that people always bring up the old testament when I say this, but I read the Quran and it it it's filled with like 
direct actions to violence against inf infidels. The Old Testament doesn't do that at all. It's not instructional in the way that the Quran is. So I'm willing to entertain that there's just no reformation for Muslims. I mean, they have existed in in these backwards cultures that they have never grown out of. Maybe if we just, uh, the good ideas might win out. We'll just try going door to door, you know? So we you just got to show them the ideas are better. I mean, that is, <laughs> I've, I've talked about that with my dad for a while. My dad always talks about that too. I think we've mentioned it on the show. The fact that the 9-11 attackers spent a month or more living in the U.S. and still carried out their, their attack. It's like, it reportedly went to strip clubs, did all this cool stuff. It's like, how did, not one of you thought, you know, it's pretty cool here. Like they got a lot of cool shit and it's kind of no, fun to No, because they here. wanted to engage in the hedonism as a reward for their future sacrifice. Yeah. That's why they were allowed to indulge. They actually but, hate the West, but they, you know. But, but that's what's amazing to me is you can come and you can enjoy the fruits and you can live a fun life, but that idea that ideology still lives. It still maintains and it still overrides what is an objectively better place to live than the place that you came from. Yeah. Yep. It's amazing. Um William Malvo, can we abort Hillary? I think postnatal abortion up to 840 <laughs> months is okay with leftists, right? <laughs> it's that's good. Oh man. Uh, Chicken Bone was in a situation where I was drunk and in a four way. And when I saw my best friend screwing my girlfriend, I crushed his sinus cavity and he needed immediate surgery. Holy Jeez. Wait, 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 wait. Is this a real story? Seemingly. Read it one more time. Was in a situation where I was drunk and in a four way. And when I saw my best friend banging my girlfriend, I crushed his sinus cavity and he needed surgery. So he did you agree to part is what he's saying is he was in a four way with his girlfriend and his friend. And his friend's girlfriend, presumably. And then yes. they and then swapped he, partners, I guess. He got enraged. But let me ask you this. If you were banging your friend's girlfriend, did you really have to beat his face in for banging your girlfriend? It seems like a trade. Tit for that, tat. A, t a tip for yeah. 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 Uh, the best way to deal with that is to not get into a drunk foursome situation. Are you guys um, still friends? That's what I would like to know. Or is that, is that are you end? guys still friends? That's what I want to know. Just yeah. give us a dollar and tell us. Or tell or us in the live chat. Just email me just, or tweet me. Um, Donna Brazil said, Donna, love this show. Blondie, my homegirl. Matt, you a stone cold honky. Keep it up. <laughs> Thank you, Miss <laughs> well, Donna Brazil. Let me reload this really quick. Yeah, the, was that the real Donna? I wonder. <laughs> Sam says, just leave some shekels for the next couple of shows. I'll be in Budapest and other base countries, so I probably won't be up at 4 a.m. to catch you. Have a good time. Well, I heard yeah, Budapest is really beautiful. Um, we'll see. I think I'm going to honeymoon there. So, First name says, a teacher essentially tells a student that their uncle and father are worthless. Forget free speech. This guy was, a needlessly, abuse was needlessly abusive and insulting. Sounds like solid grounds for termination to me. They would terminate people on the right for so much less. Even if you said, like, abortion is wrong or something like that. Like, yeah. And at what point are we going to apply the standards that are being applied to us to other people? That, that's where, where I'm, I'm kind of sympathetic to this right-wing social justice thing because I yeah, want to push but that's, that's the Laura Loomer argument. That's the they do this to us, so let's do that to them. No, let's, let's, let's uphold quality principles for everybody. That's what I would say. Oof. Um, let's see. First name. Oh, I just read that one. Uh, Orwell's goon. Cutress read Warriors and Citizens by Mattis, especially considering hubby is a Marine. Discuss the divorce between civilians and warriors. Um, okay. Warriors and Citizens by Mattis. Um, I will put it in my queue. Thank you for that. Uh, Lay Schilling. Matt, this teacher just spit in the face of the likes of Pat Tillman and Killary. Did as well when she got good people killed in Benghazi. Fired this dude and locked this bitch up. Sure. He spit in the face of my brother. He spit in the face of your fiance. I understand that. I'm just saying it's not my decision to fire him or not. That's all I'm saying. If he, if he was if he was in my district, I'd say yes, please. 
Uh, Mitchell Wilson, doesn't matter what your opinions or what opinions are of people who can't vote for that country's school or county school board. Can I fucking read? Doesn't matter what opinions are of people who can't vote for that county's school board. I think you're entitled to your opinion. I just don't think you should be oh, lobbying I, I those people to uh, or, or pressuring them to adopt your opinion. That's all. Uh, yeah, but I want to ride that outrage wave. <laughs> See, I don't. I think the outrage is theirs to have, you know. Seagram's Jen, the teacher should have the sense to tell the student if he wants his opinions on the military, he can do it on their free time and not waste class time. I'm with you there. And like I said before, if this was some stupid ass shit he posted on his personal Facebook, I would not even be interested in the story. I would never advocate for the firing of somebody, no matter what stupid crap they believe, whether they were a Nazi or a communist. I don't care. But because he brought this into the classroom, I think it's a totally different issue. So that was my stance on that. Would that change, um, would that change for you if it was Let's say that you were in the district or this was a teacher teaching your children. And let's say he posted the exact same thing, but he posted it to Facebook and he didn't say it in class. Would that, would you actually then say that's fine? I don't want him gone. I don't think I would lobby for his firing, but I would pull my kid out of the class. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't want my kids getting indoctrinated by a bunch of stupid leftists. It's like number one, I'm not homeschooling. And so I'm already worried about that. But if I get a fucking whiff of this, from my kids' public school, I'm going to be all sorts of a pain in the ass to them. You got to choose indoctrinated or socially maladjusted. Those are the choices that you get. That can't be the best. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Aren't um, you, I'm sorry to throw a wet blanket on your desire to become a mom immediately. It's going to be great, I promise. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Evan Patterson, uh, deporting the migrants is an extreme. Importing them was the extreme. I know. I'm sick of being told that my totally just normal opinions like, I don't know, 50 years ago would just be commonly held opinions are, are extremists. I'm not in the fringe. These people are in the fringe. Well, it is interesting how they present that argument frequently too of this person holds views of the 1950s and it's like, okay, but you still need to tell me why they're wrong. I don't yeah. care what era the ideas come from. I care. Are they good or are they bad? Matt McFadder for change. Matt, you're being a racist and blonde. You're being a dick. <laughs> Hold on. Thank you. Oh, Nobody calls me a racist enough, except for, uh, I don't know, some people on Twitter sometimes. Yeah, it's only because of your proximity to me, though. Nobody ever says I anything know, that you actually said. Yeah. Uh, Texas failure Vagabond. Failure to I was... disavow. <laughs> yeah, failure to disavow. Is that the, that's going to be my, that's gonna be my memoir title when I write a memoir <laughs> of my YouTube career. It's going to be called Failure to Disavow. Oh, that's good. You should write it down. Yeah. Texas Vagabond, I was bullied by a high school government teacher for being Christian, and I survived. In fact, I loved being able to argue with her. Um, well, that's a good perspective. Hmm. Uh, Fat Round said, I'm like seven minutes behind referencing anti-military teacher. It's not a Mexican thing. Half the Marine Corps is Mexican, and the mom interviewed sounded Mexican. That's true, too. So I wonder what the public outcry about this is going to be in a predominantly Hispanic community. I think it's going to be mixed because there are a lot of Hispanics in the military, like a lot of Hispanics in the military. I'm interested to see what happens, but I do think that he's probably going to get fired. We'll see. Uh, Boogeyman917, thanks for another great episode of Beauty and the Bun Fuhrer. I like it. Hey. <laughs> Wait, that's both of you. Or am yeah. I Am I beautiful? Oh, no, Beta one. and the Bun Fuhrer. Oh. I'm so narcissistic that I wrote myself into that one twice, even though that's yeah, not yeah. Uh, Johnson Longman said, sorry, Matt, but you're weak and me and you are done. I'll subscribe to Blonde's channel instead. Blonde, you're totally hot. Boom. Oh, that's one of your plants anyway. Don't pretend. <laughs> that's one of anything. your plants. 
I did it. Yeah. Uh, the proletariat, I think if he's a teacher in a public school, anyone can weigh in about firing him. If it was a private school, then they would only care about local outrage anyway. No, man, it's it's locally governed. Just because it's public doesn't mean we want national control over it. I got to disagree with that. And I don't think we should want nationalized public control over school districts. I mean, I don't think anybody's really advocating for that. The, but just because it's public, though, doesn't mean that someone from Seattle should have uh, some say in whether a teacher right, but i have no jurisdiction i'm just you know they can they can not cave to public outrage if they so choose if they want to stand behind this teacher that's fine sure, i just have no ethical problem with the, the outrage on this one with the public uh, my outrage. problem is that it sets the precedent for them to do the exact same thing to you that's the, that's the problem that i have yeah the way you treat others is how you will be treated i yeah i mean i still think you're wrong about this though i We'll just have to agree to disagree. Don't complain to me when the Californians try to pressure your Idaho teacher for saying something. But the, the thing about that is, people in Idaho would be like, "Oh, fuck you, Californians! We're not doing anything that you say." They would absolutely not cave to that political pressure. And if if California does that, then I'll say, "Well, that's California. Yeah. They're kooky. That's why I don't live." But there. I don't think that like talking to the school board that that you know it, showing your outrage is somehow out of your jurisdiction and is morally reprehensible oh, I, I, I think okay. it absolutely is I, I think i think to you shouldn't be trying to exert political pressure in jurisdictions in which you have no stake I, I think but there's no uh, actual legal jurisdiction and the pressure is purely social about, of course there is there's the school district there's no the but i'm city. talking there's... about being an outsider and bringing it up to the to the superintendent that like it's not like there's any kind of legal jurisdiction where you where you actually can't or shouldn't do this they can no, choose it's not, it's not a question of can't you. it's just do you want to set that precedent um that's already being done to people on the right you can't say anything yeah, right leaning. i argue against it all the time but we have a culture where academics or academia is has been totally taken over by the left and so i feel like if you're on the right and you're pushing back it, it's so behemoth but that's the problem is if you keep doing that, then you just get a reversal of the same problem. You don't. Yeah, and I'm saying that we have a pressing problem. cultural shift that needs to happen imminently. And I'm just less concerned with upholding your stance of, of, of fairness and objectivity. Is that what you want me to the, say? Because it's true. I mean, <laughs> the only is. the only the only my my perspective on all this stuff, the same reason I'd like reduce federal power and more power you know, withheld in the states and localities. The only reason that we're able to hold this thing together, the, way, the the glue that holds this thing together is that we basically all come together for common things like defense. But for the most part, in terms of aspects of our everyday lives, we leave each other the hell alone. And you get to raise your kids as you see fit, and I get to raise mine as I see fit. And as soon as I start t telling people five states over, you're doing it wrong, do it my way. Well, now I've invited them to come do the same thing to me. And when they do that to me, yes. I'm going to say, shut the hell up. But I want to live kids. in a country where all teachers, maybe they don't venerate the military but they at least keep their fucking mouth shut about stuff like this yeah well yeah that's why i'd want him that's why i don't want him teaching my kids but i just don't think it's my decision to I, i've said this 50 times over now so um i think we have a few more R rape cures autism <laughs> is that is that it's his name that, uh, that, uh, oh i thought that was a joke Oh, no. no man could hate a woman as much as other women. No critic could hate a piece more than the artist that made it. And no American could hate a Californian more than a fed up Californian. I hear ya. <laughs> I'm also a fed up Californian. And uh, Californians really piss me off. Um, oh, we still have a few more. Uh, Quebec, Quebec said, love you, blonde. Hopefully you can teach the soy boy the way. I tried, fellas. I tried. And he's Where's like, my crew? 
He's like, no, I think that they just probably disagree with you on this one. Although sometimes I get um, a reaction from the live chat that is totally different than the reaction that we get in the comment section. So who knows? I mean, maybe the people that are watching this after the show will be more supportive of you. Uh, Chicken Bone, the other girl, oh, this is about the foursome. The other girl was my friend sleeping on the couch. Ah, they told me they were cheating on me and wanted me to join them and gave me a bottle of whiskey. Me and the guy are no longer friends. Well, yeah, I don't imagine that. Jeez. That is quite a story. Jeez. Um, and then last one, John Smith. Matt, are you from Montana or did you move there from a libtard place? Here are some shekels for you anyway. Uh, I, my family is from suburban Minneapolis and I grew up there for 10, first 10 years of my life. And then I came out here and I went to junior high and high school in Montana. And then I went to Portland, Oregon for college. And then I worked a couple of years in the Bay area. And then I came back here at, in 2012 and I'll never, ever leave again. Never going back again. Nope. Not, not for anybody or any amount of money. That's not true. Like I said, everything's for sale, <laughs> but for a realistic amount or a realistic person, Nope, not moving. Yeah, we like to play this game. How much money would we have to make to move to mainstream media? Or I mean, I, I'm speaking location too. I mean, yeah, I mean, I love living in Montana. I will pay to leave Seattle. Geez, <laughs> working on it. Um, that's actually the. Let me reload this really quick. But I think that's the last one. Oh, we have we have one more. Um, Matthew Vicari said it's not the anti-military sentiment that's the issue. His behavior was extremely unprofessional, especially as a teacher. That's no way to talk to your students. Sure. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's an endless list of complaints you could have against this guy. Yep. I'm just not going to tell them what to do there. That's all. I will, though. Well, you, you said you weren't. <laughs> Can't, I don't want to rehash <laughs> this. Yes. We're, we're already over two hours. Oh, God, we are. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for the super chats. We really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Oh, as I said, um, Barry, I got the new outro thing. Where is it in here? Um, so Barry and Tits redid their song, and uh, so this is the new version of Catch the Wind. So we'll we'll play this. It's like a slightly more produced version. Maybe you like the raw version better. I don't know. But anyway, thanks to uh, the super chatters for and, and live chatters and everyone hanging out live for helping us make something entertaining out of what in my mind was a boring news week, to be honest. In your Maybe, mind, I think it was pretty boring, but I think we made it happen. Um, appreciate everybody hanging out if you're listening later or on YouTube or on an audio platform appreciate you supporting the show as well remember if you're looking for more of the show like the call-in show we do on Wednesday nights you can listen that listen to that on demand on our audio platforms iTunes Google Play SoundCloud Stitcher wherever you find your podcast you can find those uh, and you can always email us that's beauty and the beta at gmail.com we will be back next Sunday hopefully with these two talented musicians playing this song bearing in sugar tits uh, until then, sorry, Chuck Todd. If it's Sunday, it's not Meet the Press. It is Beauty and the Beta. Catch you next week. Bye, guys.